Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles the rich and uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, trashlings. I am so excited to be back with a long-awaited Bachelor recap. And yeah, yeah, you're fucking right. We have at least one of the ex-Mulshine sisters with us today. Casey Bunker here, back from the wedding of the century. I mean, look, I know that we are here to talk Bachelor. But I got to say, the wedding was from at least from the outside. And I would like to know from the inside, maybe like any quick, I mean, other level, perfect wedding. Molly is officially production designer of every single thing we do. I literally told her, I said, we don't need to create like a deck anymore other than just to show the wedding album. That is the best production of wedding I have seen done maybe in my life. Literally. It was amazing. It was just as good from the inside. I've been like dreaming of it. I can't stop thinking about it. I just want to go back. It was over too quickly. And even like the week leading up to it, I I could feel it. I was like, this is going to go by way too quick. It's going to end. It's going to end. And the whole week in Ireland was like, ridiculous the weather we had was insane it was perfectly sunny molly really had to have faith to have this wedding so far away faith to have this wedding at a place during a rainy season and and just somehow intuitively know that it was not going to rain and like she just called in exactly i think the only thing missing obviously were me and desi but honestly yeah the passport issue is a big issue now too, because my cousin also is getting married uh, overseas in like a few months and, and my family's oh, like, but I did find out, I guess the reason that there was a, uh, a holdup, good to know, I have um, an outstanding court date that I totally forgot about. I was caught driving and FaceTiming and I got pulled over and I totally forgot. Oh, and no. it's funny too, because even pre way before the wedding, I have now forgotten. I, I missed the court date Classic. and I actually had totally forgotten about it until I finally called the passport office. Like, yo, literally what the fuck? And they were like, you actually have like on, uh, what is, what is the term they use? I like, basically like, yeah, like unsettled, um, like criminal, whatever. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, so I did remake the court date. I'm going to do it on zoom and I will pay the ticket for talking on FaceTime while I was driving. To be fair, I was literally pulling out of my driveway and I was saying something funny as shit to Chloe LeBranch. You've heard her on the pod. I was saying something to Chloe. I was going to get off in a second, but I was finishing the bit. But there was a police officer just like literally waiting. I, I live no. on a, my, my parents' house is on like a super busy street. So it was like a, like a, a, a fucking like a, a police trap kind of thing where it's like they're looking yeah. for kids that are speeding or whatever but I guess I pulled out right in front of him still on FaceTime and he pulled me over in front of my parents house and um again I was funny as shit with him I ended up you know it doesn't matter the bottom line is I never actually <laughs> arrived at court and I never paid the ticket for FaceTiming and driving so 
I now have it on the books. We're going to take care of it later this month. And that actually is the holdup. When I called first time, they were just like, you know, have you heard of supply chain issues? Like we can't expedite your passport any faster than we are expediting. And I was like, fuck you guys. I got the phone. And then I called back and I was like, no, this actually is weird. They should at least give me my money back because I paid for an expedited passport and I don't have a passport. Like what the actual fuck? Yeah. And they were like, oh, when I got someone on the phone, they were like, oh, actually our records show that you have like an outstanding warrant for a court uh, for a court date that you just didn't show up to twice and I was like oh total outlaw move and then you like go to Texas it's like right Right. now I'm not even here to go to court so we're gonna do it on zoom like it's still COVID times I guess it sort of is but anyway that is the the biggest but then I was thinking and I don't know if you listened to the pod but the one thing I will say is like there is some benefit of the fact that I wasn't there because two things number one the pod kept it chugging along we did have some episodes We had some episodes, somebody's got to, you know what? It's like, even, even who I am as a character on the planet earth, like I bartended during every holiday in college. Like I work on weekends. Like, so it's like, oh, it's only right in terms of like the, the, the character fill in the gaps. Exactly. Like the character that I am in, that I am here embodying on planet earth is actually that like will work during holidays. Like I, you guys party, you guys have fun. I will hold down the fort. So it's sort of nice wow. that it, that continues into my adult life. Who knew? But okay. You zig, you zag. Exactly. Right. And without a zig and a zag, we have nothing but a straight line. And that is honestly faux pas. That is out these days. It's all circular. Over it. I'm just trying to make myself feel better because honestly, Desi and I were blown the fuck away. Like I, this was the wedding. Like I, if I was going to have a wedding of my dreams, which I've, I've never been one of those kids that was like, I'm going to have, and then, and then like, I've always just been like, if I'm going to get married, it's going to be a surprise to everyone. I'll tell them six months later, it will have been done in, in <laughs> Vegas, whatever. Like, I'm just so not like into oh, marriage Vegas is just, be badass. you know, but it's just like marriage isn't like my, it's never been my, like I, that I have lots of hopes and cool. dreams. Yeah. Marriage has never been that interesting to me. My parents don't seem to love marriage and it's never been that appealing to me. Right. But I have to say, if there was ever a wedding of my dreams that existed, Molly literally lived it out. And just like every, the, the looks, the, the dress, and then the Mm -hmm. second dress, and then it was Giovanni. And then it was like, and then like Teresa got married The I swear (gasps) to God, she must be a listener. And she was trying to like, just like, and then, and her wedding, Teresa's wedding was in in New Brunswick. Isn't that where Molly went to college? I'm like, oh, she's a listener. Oh, she's a listener shoot and here molly thought she had the most romantic wedding in ireland but Teresa went to new brunswick i mean you can't talk new brunswick what's more romantic than new brunswick i know the dream honestly (laughs) if there was a dream i had before molly's wedding it might have been new it was new so yeah no doubt no doubt now but also there has been so much transformation in general so like just give us a quick fill-in so like you first of all anything about the wedding that's worth noting please feel free but also you moved I moved. Also, yes, I moved. So yeah, I don't know when the last time I recorded this podcast was. Lo siento, pobrecitos, but I am back. It's not going to happen again. Okay. It's been a little bit wild. We had Molly's bachelorette party. Then, so there was her first bachelorette party in London. Then I bought a house, second bachelorette party in Atlantic City. Then I moved into the house, Ireland, wedding. We back, baby. Now I can just like soak it all in it's so much so the the memes and (laughs) just like enjoy and like just frame these photos in my house what were the highlights of the wedding I mean I don't know it was incredible it was just beautiful like everything you saw online was 
was amazing. I just, I like Dan and I were up until 5 a.m. singing songs with the Irish folk. No, you know, I could we not just... believe. That's why I told Molly. I said, Molly, I have to say, what an, what an incredible stroke of genius. Like the juxtaposition of like traditional Catholic Irish castle wedding with absolute sure debauchery was was such a happy medium it's so like like and it's so great too because we spent so much time focusing on Courtney's like bullshit k catholic with a k wedding and it's like oh I get now why Molly was a little bit triggered because it's like bitch I will show you an actual catholic with a k wedding but like modernized like fuck the Kardashians Molly crushed the Kardashians Molly crushed Teresa Molly and there's there's all these even JLo and Ben I haven't seen any pics yet she I bet you a billion dollars they don't hold a motherfucking candle that was the most I swear to god I took screenshots of every this is actually mentally ill this is where I'm mentally ill but I screenshotted every single uh wedding post from everybody like I actually even went incredible I searched the castle and then went to places to see what was posted in case Molly hadn't reposted just to get all the because I'm like if at the end of the day she's too like tired at the end of this whatever like this is the deck I'm like this is the best case for give us money to produce the theater that I've ever seen this was theater well now you're just making me think we should have just like put it on a reality show I'm sure someone would have picked it up somewhere I mean it's so good it was so good. It was so good. And what you would have loved, you know, it was the full moon. Obviously you and Desi, I know you like talked about that. Did they, did they mean to plan it on? Like, did they mean for it to be the full moon or was that a happy no. accident? That's happy fucking accident. crazy, Casey. I know. Cause it's a Thursday too. Like who even gets married on a Thursday, but it was like the, this castle, they be pumped. They're pumping these weddings out. Right. Like, right. Well, I they, did do so, a lot of research when I searched the venue to see what people had posted. I was like, oh, wow, this is the spot. This is the spot. And it was incredible. And they did such a good job. So, so they had to do a Thursday because like, obviously everything was booked up because everybody's weddings are canceled. Yada, yada, yada. We all know on the night of the rehearsal dinner, which was in the back courtyard of the castle, the moon just came up like perfectly, like between these trees right over where like the little Creek, like we were all like, what? And we're all like, how much did Molly and Nick pay for this? Like, this is insane. Cause it was just like stunning. And of course cameras can never really capture the moon. So you just have to like enjoy it in the moment, but like really, really beautiful. And that was crazy too. Cause like there was so much going on with the wedding, but like the rehearsal dinner is more chill. So like, you're all just like sitting there enjoying it, you know? 100%. I mean, as you know, we had a full Molly wedding episode without being at the wedding. We had a rehearsal dinner. So during the rehearsal dinner, we were doing shit. During the wedding, we were doing shit. And so the whole... The whole wedding is actually clocked from the States as well. So we saw that moonrise too. But that was Desi's big question to me. She's like, did Molly plan around the moon? And I was like, I don't know, actually. But it's so funny because it's like the thing about the moon and the moon cycle is like once you start getting into the work of astrology and the work of the rhythm of the moon, it would be the kind of thing that like someone like Molly, who doesn't consider herself an astrologer, who, who doesn't, you know, she pays attention to it in terms of our podcast, right? And the moonule. But it's funny because it's like, oh, no, when you're in the rhythm of like, I just think it's so perfect that like, it's like, oh, you try to mm-hmm. skip a moonule. No, bitch, the moonule is your goddamn wedding. How like you, you had a wedding moonule and actually the moonule itself, <gasps> the whole thing was a mo- I'll send the whole replay. The whole thing was a Molly's wedding moonule. I had she said yes, shot glasses. We wore all wore something blue <laughs> for Molly's wedding. We actually did a oh full mom. Well, because there was a slight part of me. It that was, was holy like, matrimony. Oh, my God. Casey. <laughs> 
Yes. All 50 people that came in and out of the Moonyul, they were all at Molly's wedding too. So I want you to know, Molly, we all were there. But damn, I could not believe that you That's guys great. were still posting when, because the time gap is so big now that I'm in Austin too. I could not believe that like I was, that you guys were still posting. Like it wasn't even karaoke, but it was like real. Oh, well, no. Okay. So the day after the wedding, we were all going to stay in Sligo because the castle was like 20 minutes outside of Sligo, which is like a biggish town. I actually um, know that because huge, I did but... have to cancel my, I had to cancel a bunch of reservations, not only for hotels, also ghost tours that I had booked for us. Oh, but, now that's But I know real all shame. about the, I know all about the geography Well, now. speaking of, speaking of, there actually was a ghost in Molly's <gasps> room the night, the day before. Wait, what? Molly and I were in there and someone just like opened the door and closed it. And we thought it was like, one of our little cousins playing a joke. There was no one there. So I, w- I was like, thank you for having us in your home. Please, please. We come in peace. Please allow us to enjoy the festivity. It's a beautiful home. So I'm like talking to this ghost and all was fine after that. But I did end up staying in Molly's room with her that night. Just because so there's the a ghost. There's, there's, yeah, she let her have your bed, right? Let her have your bed. Yeah. That's cool of you. We don't need to blow up the futon. You could just have my bed. I'll save a month. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so we managed to make peace with the ghost. Um, oh, but the day after we were going to Sligo and we didn't have plans yet. Molly was like, oh, I just need to like pick a bar and we'll meet everybody at the bar. Well, the first day of vacation, we are all in Belfast. My family went into Belfast. So that's where Molly's now husband is from. And my mom left her purse at a bar. This is classic Andy first day of vacation hygiene. L-O-L. She gets a little jet lagged and a little booze in her and the purse is not coming along for the ride anymore. So we are then going to the church to meet up mm-hmm. with with Nick's priest who's going to say the mass, but we're up in Belfast. He's going to come down to Sligo, blah, 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 blah. But we're running late now because my mom can't find her purse. And I'm like, you didn't leave it at the bar. She did. So we go back no! to the bar. Luckily, it was across the street from the hotel. We walk in and these people are just standing at the at the table and they're like, Andy, Paul, we've been with. So they've been looking at every person who walked in the bar waiting for my parents to show that up. That is so funny. And the reason that they also knew who my dad was, was because both passports were inside of the bag. No. <laughs> oh my God. Casey. <laughs> This is awesome. This is the kind of shit that we like to hear because perfection. I always say this. I was just on a call right before this with a client and I was saying perfection is never like authenticity over perfection any day of the week. And it's like, that is authentic. That's like, that's real deal. Like we're the parents of the bride in Sligo partying with our kids. So then obviously we're running late, but we're like, oh my God, we got to buy these people around because they've been like guarding our stuff. So we buy them around, talk to them real quick. And we're like, oh yeah, weddings in Sligo, blah, blah, blah. So this guy says, oh, I own a bar in Sligo. We're like, oh, well we need a bar in Sligo for Friday. So he's like, oh, okay, here, take my number. And you guys could come to my bar on Friday. Just give me a text. So I text him. He ends up opening the bar early for us. So it would have been open at five. He opened it at 1 PM for us. And he goes, I put 500 euro behind the bar for you guys. Have fun. Oh my God. So he was basically like happy wedding parties on me. Yeah, literally. And they had like a buffet of food and, and 500 euro of booze. And of course, so we spent all day there and then there was a band at night. So we were all like, just sing into the band. It was insanity. It was just like, like, who does this happen to my mom? It only happened because my mom left her purse behind, but that's how nice people in Ireland are. Like, they're just like, 
so friendly. So like, obviously this is a generalization, but like, it's freaking true. Who would just give you, right? like, who would just give you 500 euro? And like, he didn't even want anything back from it. Obviously we ended up staying there for like, literally we were there for 11 hours. So he definitely made the money back, but like, we could have just left. Like he didn't. No, but it's such a good lesson though. In like, I mean, this is the wrong analogy. I was going to be like, don't count your chickens before they hatch. That's actually not what I mean. But it's like, it's a good lesson in like, if mistakes were made, if a purse with all the passports, et cetera, was left, (laughs) it might actually be for a reason. Like, you might not actually be that crunk and irresponsible, mom. Like, on some, like, spiritual level, or or even if you are, sure, sure, sure. But even if you are, it's, there's, like, the karma is is on your side. Like, you're not going to get punished for this. Yeah. You're going to yeah. get rewarded for being authentic and, like, being exactly who you are. We've always said, if my rent Andy, not my dad, your mom hung out, they might be, like, they, they sound like a twinsies. Like, yeah. truly, like, cut from the same cloth. Like They may not survive it. <laughs> well, legit. And we might, we might not either. But it's, like, like, uh... Of course, the mom left the bag at the place, which is what led to the incredible content that I witnessed best I've ever seen. Oh, we had such a good time. It was that was like the highlight of my whole trip, which was an amazing trip. But it was just like, I mean, the wedding was also but like, you know, you expect that. So it was like the unexpected, like great next day, you know? Okay, the last question I have, and then we talk quickly about The Bachelor or whatever. (laughs) I've missed talking to both of you so much. Like, I cannot even tell you. We could. I cannot even tell you how much. The Mulshine sisters, although you're both not even. Hey, wait, is Molly taking McDade? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so two things I want to tell you, and I said it on the pod, but just to reinforce, you just like, talk about like happy accidents. So I ended up figuring out how to break into the pool at the W Hotel here. And so during the moon yule, that was Molly. Something wedding. tells me that's no accident. Well, <laughs> it's my it's my karma. It's <laughs> it's my purpose, if you will. But I, so during the wedding, we were at the W and I realized like, oh, W is M. So I turned all the pillows around so that it looked like they were M for Moonyul. And then I realized, oh my God, no, it's M for Molly's wedding. So this is the M hotel for the Moonyul Molly's wedding. And then I was like, God damn you, Molly, like in alliteration. So like Molly, Mulshine, McDade, every single M is for you, bitch. Like it was just so- she don't quit with DM. So whether she takes the name or not, either way, it's like this beautiful alliteration. And I love to see it. Mm-hmm. And we did have an M wedding on her behalf with pillows, with, with stitched pillows. I know Molly Shark like the back of my hand. I know it like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know Molly Shark. I know your chart. I know Molly Shark. Nick Shark, I know, but not as well. But after Desi and I recorded it, but then we, we had this whole journey. I don't know if you heard, but actually Desi exercised Anne Hage. I don't know if you listened to that bizarre episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I've, like, I've been like, I've been listening yeah. while I, yeah. That was, I was trying to give it as like, so my, my original plan was to, as a gift to Molly, do like a full Molly Nick reading because actually based on not only her chart, his chart, but the chart of their relationship, this was like the perfect day for a wedding. But then we kept recording, mm. but we were like simultaneously getting crunk. And then we did this, like, I was like, oh, it's going to be so funny. Let's read Anne Heche. And then it was like, Anne Heche died. And then I know Molly's kind of sensitive about death, et cetera. So it's Pisces, Pisces <laughs> shit. So I was like, how are we going to do this? But then, so Desi and I like wrestled with it for days. Like we don't want to ruin Molly's wedding by putting out an Anne Heche died podcast. Right. But then we also were Classic. like, but it's actually pretty like the the series of events over the course of those three days was like sort of phenomenal, like through Molly's wedding. And then also this like very 
epic, like, like news media death. I, I just thought, keep it in. It's all good. Molly will understand the, the transformation. There's a way I've always said whenever there's a, a wedding is a death and a rebirth. Okay. So now we're officially back to discuss the most, I guess like the, the most recent, but like in a way, I'm glad that we didn't do the other episodes because there is the same shit we would talk about. Like, I want to look at all the charts of the guys that we obviously know are like moving forward, you know, and it sort of hasn't changed much from the last few weeks other than we lost Nate, but we never had his birth time anyway. We had never a birthday from him, LOL. Oh, oh, we never did? No, he's like gotta be like a Cancer Aquarius or something, just like, or maybe Scorpio, like Scorpio Aquarius, where he's just like, I believe in this shit too much. I'm not giving you my anything. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, I think, I think, listen, a lot went down, a lot happened, but at the same time, here we are, it's hometowns and like, that's where we want to be. Right, 100%. Could we backpedal? Could we backtrack? Yes, absolutely. Do we want to waste anybody's time with that? No, here we are, hometowns. It was beautiful. We got freaking seven hometowns in one episode. We didn't even finish all the hometowns. Next week, we see Avon and her break the table or whatever, but no. So we we had six. We had six hometowns. And this was one of the most intense, I think, hometown episodes, at least that I've seen so far. Yeah, you know what it was, but yet what was interesting was that like none of the parents really were giving them any crap. And, and what I thought was interesting, we haven't heard a lot about an actual proposal. Right. And I'm wondering if the parents weren't prepped and primed about a proposal. Does Gabby want a proposal? It seems like Rachel kind of does, but I don't know that Gabby needs that. Like she was very anti being Nate's child stepmom on on that topic. Like, did she need to be, she was like, I'm not ready to be a mom. And it's like, I feel like this girl might already have a mom. Like when you step into the step mom role, like, do you need to be ready to be a mom? That's so or funny. Can that you I just be like the stepmom. I actually had the same thought because I was like, you know, I'm totally open to dating someone with a child, but like, yeah, I will take care of your cats. If you go out of town, Casey, but those aren't my cats. Like, and I will care for them. Like they're my own cats when right. I am there with them, but I'm not going to take on the responsibility of your cats being my cats just because I, I, I was hired for a period of time or was in this space. Like, I do think long-term, I guess, like she is thinking in terms of engagement then, because like, if you're thinking long-term, then it would make sense to say, I, because it's not just, I'm not ready to be a stepmom. It might actually be that I don't want to be a parent at all. And, you know, I do think when you, when there's a marriage, like I know a lot of people that were raised by step parents who like owe them everything, who give, who love them and give them everything. And like the big saving grace of their life was the step parent. But I do think as like the girlfriend of, you know, like hopefully they would date and then, then, and then she would fall in love with the child enough to just give her whatever she could. But no, I don't think it is the step parents responsibility to raise a child, but they do need to know that their partner's putting it first. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I guess she just didn't really want to put any energy into it, but I just think it's like a little presumptuous to be like, Oh, now I need to be this child's like full on mother. It's like, okay, you don't know the kid. She might not like you. Like she might be like, stand back. And maybe, and maybe Gabby had more information. Maybe the mom lived far away. She was out of the picture, but I would just like, I just don't know if like being a step mom really always requires being a mom. Like, I think sometimes it's a, like, you can be like a cool aunt kind of, and a stepmom. Like, you know what I mean? I actually know exactly what you mean. And I agree that like, at the end of the day, unless there's a death, i.e. the movie stepmom and Julia Roberts had to step in for Sarandon. 
then no, no, no your no. responsibility is to be a wonderful partner for the like, father so that you can illustrate what what a loving relationship looks like but no it's like that's not your kid you can right. care for it like sincerely but that's not, but i mean i get it, it though because it can like, organically grow into a more like deep relationship but i don't think you need to assume that you're like fully becoming a mother it's kind of like remember katie thurston that guy on katie thurston season well he had yeah everyone was pretending michael a had a shot and michael a had no shot no shot at all and like he it was too soon for him i think too I mean, he was just a little bit too like earnest too like he was so um he was so like i don't know like pure of heart in a way that i just think but, like, the show does kind of tied up in it right yeah i just he wasn't really like i don't know I, I really never gave it to Michael A and he had no shot, but right. That was like, he was that whole, I think for the same thing goes for Nate though, where it's like his whole thing was that like Michael A and Nate, like I think based on what the, what the producers are having them shoot in their off time, it seems like all Nate talked about was being a girl dad. Mm. So like it might've been, you know, that might've been like the ultimate like pinnacle of his life, which it sounds like it was. And I think she probably just felt guilty that she was like, I don't give a fuck about watching your kid hula hoop. Yeah. Don't show me another bad video. This kid has no talent or whatever. For me, that was, I can't, yeah, maybe I, it I was more of a difference of interests. Right. Like, like I've had so many friends that over the years have dated people who have children and mm-hmm. I am in pain for them. Not that every child is like annoying or a problem or that every relationship where like Desi has kids, she doesn't like make the kids like the other guy's problems. She just, you know, she's a mom. So like she'll hang out when she can hang out. Otherwise she's a mom. Right. Like, I mean, it goes back to even like, why does, why does Pete Davidson have the kid's names tattooed on him? It's like, let's all just relax. It does go back. It does go back to that. It's fucking relaxed. Right. And you know what I want to say too, re the um, Nate situation I do think it's kind of interesting in the past few weeks because there has been a lot of commotion around there's been Nate drama. Have you have you caught up with the Nate drama or were you like too on? No. Oh my no. god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. So Nate's ex-girlfriend shared with reality Steve Steve with receipts. Of course. Uh the details of their year and a half long relationship where she claims not only to have never known that he had a child. So in a year and a half, even though they were saying, I love you, he never told her that he had a child in the first place. And then another woman comes out of the woodworks when she sees that this woman had posted about the fact that she never said she had a child. And she was like, I was actually dating him at that time. And then she showed receipts. Now, Nate is on the hot seat because both of these women claim to think that they were you know, in monogamous relationships with this guy. He was sending mm-hmm. both of them gifts and flowers on Valentine's Day or taking them out or whatever, saying, I love you. You're the one. You're an angel from up above or whatever. And he literally, I think, said you're an angel from up above to like the side side chick, right? So then he comes out with a statement that's basically like, I wasn't exclusive with either of them and I'm protecting my daughter. It's not my responsibility to tell people who like, I'm just dating that I have a kid. To me, it was casual. And then she, he made a, then he made a really scandalous statement, which was to say that girl was a party girl about the first girl. And I don't know if I, I sort of take offense to that as Jersey squad over here. I mean, we like uh, yeah. to party. So okay. yeah, no doubt. Like, I mean, there's no shame in being a party girl, but if someone's going to throw the term party girl Ex- at you right, like, like that. Exactly. Like I had a boyfriend that always used to be like, you're just like your mother. And it's like, you know what? I am just like my mother and I'm proud to be just like my mother, but that's not yeah. how you mean it. Therefore, it's really fucking mean. Yeah, exactly. It depends on the context. No judgment. Don't give, don't put judgment. Don't lay judgment on your labels. Come on. 
Yeah, sorry you're boring, Nate. That's why the two Jersey guys got to hometowns and you didn't. That sorry. Was, you know, what an actual testament to the strongest state in the union. But yeah. here's the thing about Nate, too, that I want to say regarding just, okay, we said we couldn't go back. Here we are. We're back. But Nate did call attention in this such of a way because he called he called us back because not only was there this like drama, but I'm shocked like there must be a lot that we don't see because I, there are people that both Rachel and Gabby did not get second, did not even get first one-on-ones with. The fact that Gabby chose Nate to have a whole one-on-one where she just broke up with him is to me, a bit of a waste of an episode, bit of a waste of a one-on-one date. At that point in my mind, I'm like, oh, Gabby sort right. of already knows who she's going to pick if she just wants to take this time to break up with him gently. And she must have actually really had chemistry with him, really liked him in order to take it that seriously because she was dry motherfucking heave crying. <laughs> right? Like, or I guess wet yeah. heave. She was heaving. She was heave crying throughout I think the breakup. he was so nice and sweet to her and like, you know, which obviously, but which like you could say like that a player, but I feel like at the cocktail party, I might say to him, instead of embarrassing in front of the men after another day where I actually spent time with someone that I planned on being with, because I'm actually deciding right. whether or not I want to get engaged lol. Right. So I feel like at the cocktail party, I would have pulled him aside. And I said, look, I am falling for you. It is actually not going to work because I don't want to go any further because I don't want to fucking raise your child. And I'm not down with it. I don't even know if I want to be a mom. I love you, but peace out. I'm not interested. Cub right? Scout. Could it could be the Cub Scout. You can leave now. You don't have to ever be like denied a rose in my name. But like, I don't know, to waste an entire he was like so walking, true. he was walking up to her with such glee, with such a pep in his yeah, step. You I give was him hope. Oh my, he's like, I was so happy when I heard my name called. My heart fluttered into my chest and I started beating faster and louder for you. And I was walking here and twirling and singing with the baristas because I'm so happy to be here. And then she's like, Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So this, so this now kind of takes us into this week with Tyler. Perfect segue. We can, I mean, he wasn't the first date, but obviously. Let's start with Tyler though, because this was a very mirrored situation. Very similar situation. Why even bring the guy to hometowns? She must've known she felt like this before that. Maybe the gal just wanted to dip her toe in the Jersey water just a little bit. She wanted that boardwalk all to herself. That's right. In, in, you know, the spring and who could blame her for that? I mean, you're on that rope, that swing ride by yourself. I mean, you're living life. If you have a free trip to Wildwood, you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. You do. It's ridiculous. You may wake up, you know, not knowing what happened the night before, or... which I think they both did. Yeah, it's true. It's They're true. like, what? Literally yeah. what just happened? Like, well, okay, we'll tell you. So we see her take, so she and Tyler go through all the rides. He shows her his sweet little, his sweet little, boardwalk game that no it was owns. literally like look at look at the kids basketball hoop look at the Tyco basketball hoop from my childhood it's like all right yeah I was like Tyler this is not gonna do it for this for this Tyler alley. you haven't had us this is Amsterdam. Your, this is your literal first date yeah literally when she arrived she was laughing mm-hmm. she was like we're in Wildwood New Jersey <laughs> <laughs> I, was sure. I was like Rachel what's so funny oh shit yeah like what is so funny it's like what's the jersey the only thing funny rachel is that you're about to smash this brother's popcorn right on the boardwalk or no what's what would this smash in the jersey we're about to smash this fucking beer can of over this heart of this man's head no Mm -hmm. we're about to crush 
hearts. Bumper car. Bumper about cars. to bumper hearts. You're about about to Ferris wheel ha! his ass out of here. Boom. There we go. Thank you, Casey. Yeah. She was there literally like, ha, 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 I'm literally a monster. Ha ha ha. <laughs> really don't come to wildwood if you're going to just break up with the person rachel just don't do it but also please do it because i think this was a beautiful moment for wildwood sure sure it got a lot of um she sings you know, the city sings yeah. she, she really does beautiful but this is this is also just a testament to the age age old adage never fall in love at the jersey shore truly wow 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 now that is one that we haven't remembered for quite some time but that is the motherfucking truth let it be known any bachelor bachelorette finalists in the future. If you're from the Jersey shore, this might just be your entree to paradise. Sorry. So basically they have like a little boardwalk date. I love a boardwalk date. A boardwalk date is the best date. Lots of entertainment, lots of thrills, all that kind of thing. He confesses and confesses his love and she kind of lets him go on and do it. And she should have stopped him, but I can see how it's hard to just stop them. Oh no. Oh no. No, I feel like it was like, I mean, she was literally staring into the barrel of the camera. Like (laughs) she was like, I'm like, I'm acknowledging that like I'm frozen and I'm a monster. Like to let him keep going. She should have said the minute that they sat down and he was like, I just want to tell you. And actually I fell (laughs) madly in love with you, even though we haven't actually had a traditional one-on-one or even talked to each other more than a couple of minutes this entire couple of weeks. But I actually am ready to bring you home to my parents who know that you are my wife. And she was like, you're right. Anyway. And he's like, and because of you, I feel like I have the ability now to, and it's like, she just, she could have stopped him at any point and been like, look, this was our first date. It was super duper fun, but I literally don't know you. So wait, bye. so they literally didn't have any one-on-ones? Not a one-on-one. Not a one-on-one. What? That is crazy. Poor guy. Okay, so maybe that's why. Because it's like you fucking like- weirdo. Like, why are you acting like you know this girl? And why are you yeah. acting like she didn't have the opportunity to choose you for like she actually had a double one-on-one as well the last episode with Zach? It's like why are we doubling up with people that either we're going to break up with or we've already had a date with when there are other people just from the fray in the background? Because you know what? It's a lot easier to break up with two people that you don't really like than it is to break up like like really actually. Like at the end of the day, I imagine that these people, maybe Clayton was a, few, a fluke, but I feel like you only like like maybe like three yeah. of them total. And then it's like some of them leave, some of them disappoint you. Like, I don't know. I feel like we know who these girls like. I don't even know why we're with Johnny or Avon, but it's like, yeah, it's an interesting show when we see people's homes. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like she, like Rachel has been very consumed with how many guys are around and how many people. So she probably just wanted, I have four guys going to hometowns. I, there's nothing wrong with me. Nobody left of their own free will. I'm going to break up with them. So she was like, okay, I'll bring Tyler along. Yep. Yada, yada, yada. I, I get that. What is weird to me is how like he took it in such stride. I got the sense that he didn't even know when she was breaking up with him. I know. He had like no like, change in like affect at all. And then further, when he went back to his parents' house and walked in without her and they like, he even let them be like, we're oh so happy God. to meet Rachel. And then he was like, well, here's the thing. She's not coming, but it was a really good experience because and it's like, I don't know, is this guy about to literally turn the, like the minute the cameras leave, is he going to start like just trashing his room, like screaming and crying, like literal toddler fit? Like, the, yeah, he was keeping too cool to a point where I'm like, you're ready to slit your motherfucking wrist. Like you are yeah. so like, I don't know. To me, that was like a robotic. It's all good in a way that's like, you're not, this isn't, you're confused. 
Yeah. So, sh- so is it worth like looking into his chart and seeing like what that's about or, or should it we obviously let is. him fall by it the obviously wayside? Is. I mean, we can be real quick about it, but here's the thing, right? Like he is a zero degree. We just must, we must. He's a zero degree cancer sun. He has his Mars, his Mercury and his Venus all in Gemini. So that's where it's like, he could see both sides of it. Yeah. You might break up with me. You might be my wife. Like it all can exist in this, like, and just being on the journey, just being in this conversation, just it's enough for him. But like that zero degree sun in cancer, he just like wants it to be like, we're going to go home together, right? He also has... Well, he's a little crab who lives on the beach. He is. He's a little baby boy crab. And as per the new moon coming up, he is a Virgo moon. So he's like, he is very verbal. This is a very verbal guy. He's very hard on himself. He's very perfectionist. So like, I think for him, like just keeping a stiff upper lip and like not losing his shit and not crying and just like being able to stay in the conversation, okay. see both sides of it was very much his like strategy here. I don't think a Virgo moon unless they really were going to lose their shit or they were like pulling their eye, you know, their eyelashes out on camera as like a personality trait or something that they were, you know what I mean? I just feel like this is a chart where he's going to be like, okay, you know what? Like, let me talk myself out of being upset, at least publicly, you know, so that I can just, I'll deal with it later. And like when I'm like processing with, you know, in with my three therapists or whatever, but he's at the moment, like, he's not going to look bad on camera Virgo moon. Mm -hmm. He's going to be like, you know what? All good. I got a lot out of it. This was a great experience. Okay. Okay. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you. So welcome. That explains it. And the can't, I mean, the cancer son really shows like just yeah. how, you know, he really was a sweet guy. Totally. And, but like zero degree cancer son, it's like, he's doing all this Gemini heavy lifting and he thinks like, I could just talk my way into this. Right. And it's like, great. It doesn't matter how many nice words you say or how far you go with your analogies at the end of the day, you didn't even get a one-on-one. Yeah. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. Bad luck. It's a bad luck. The other obvious person that's not going to win is Johnny. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Johnny's a, a bit of a Brad Coops. He is. He's a bit of a Brad Coops, but like almost like specifically in Star is Born. Yes. Yeah. 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 He might More pee on. He, he was like so fun in the sex tape, but like he might pee on the stage. Totally might pee on the stage. I love when she was like, "Johnny's hot. He knows it. I know it. You know it." That He's really actually not my type. I actually find him to be one of the less attractive ones here. Same agreed. But I do think he's like hot, but yeah, also not. I my think type. he has like a hot attitude, but I think, I feel like he has sort of like a pin, like a pinhead. Yes. Bit of a pinhead, like a thin, yeah. Like a thin, a thin skull. Yeah. And it's like, if his penis is anything like a thin skull, I don't want to see it. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want okay, to, so, I don't want a thinny skinny from Palm Beach. No, thank you. So we can definitely say that these two like seem to have a pretty surface level connection. Like, right. Okay. So when we look at Johnny's chart, look at this. Oh my God. It actually all makes sense. So Johnny has a sun North node Chiron conjunction in Libra. So when he says to his parents, yeah, she cool, but she actually, but it actually doesn't seem like appropriate to get engaged. And then it was funny because they're like, when Johnny gives, he gives his heart completely. Maybe he's had a girlfriend that he like pined over and then freaked out about or whatever, did everything he could to get back to. But at the end of the day, North Node plus Chiron with the sun in Libra, this guy's actually doing all he can to avoid relationship and commitment. And like, I don't think that he's even, I think he just was like, you know what? I'm funny. I'm a star. Like, let me go show out and like show up and be this like, you know, I think for him, the best case scenario here is he gets a big Instagram following and doesn't have to like do anything like Gabby called him hot. That's enough. Funny enough to go to the beach, but he doesn't even care about the result at the beach. No, he'll enjoy it. But like, yeah, Yeah, I don't think not here for love at all. 
and like we'll get a Jordan next because I think it's a very different scenario but it's like right I don't get the sense that Jordan he's even, I mean Jason oh Jason Jason lol Jason <laughs> but it's like because because both Johnny and Jason let their mothers know that they really weren't ready for an engagement but I think there's different things going on here so to me with Johnny it's like when the parents are saying he doesn't open his heart to anyone it's like oh yeah they remember the one time that he got like really heartbroken when he was in the 10th grade or whatever other than that they're like he doesn't share his heart with no one no he doesn't share his heart with anyone and so it's like okay so we know that he actually isn't I just think he's very much here for the experience of like showing that he has a good personality is down for whatever like I think this is a big popularity push for him more than anything Mm -hmm. and just like a fun time like yeah I'll go travel like Gabby's cool she's funny so like they laugh a lot together like but yeah, that's not like, he's not saying anything that makes us think that he's any more into this than he needs to be. And like, nor is she, I don't think she's under any illusions about this either. I mean, I think she's literally saying you guys, LOL, like we're here because he's hot. And it's like, okay, but that's <laughs> yeah. not like enough. Right. Especially based on the other one. Well, that the other was, home that's cat. what I was going like, to okay. ask you. Like, is it enough? Like say he no. was really into her, like, but he's like not, and he's hot. Right. So it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. Yeah. So, so right. So that's really sort of the end of that, right? It's like, okay, he's not going to win. Fine. Now, oh, the other thing, too, the other way, wait, wait, I know the one thing I will say astrologically about Johnny that's interesting is that his son is square, meaning there's like a tension, a creative tension. There's like a, almost like a, a gridlock between both of their egos. So Capricorn Ooh. son square Libra son, that's, that's a, a tense like ego battle it, it can work but it's like they're sort of different types of uh, leaders they have different styles of leadership her moon is in leo where his mars is so sometimes when you see moves moon mars connections not only can it be like big sex drive like they're very attracted to each other but it also can mean that there's like the tendency to fight so like he actually might trigger her like he does turn her on he also might really trigger the shit out of her and then his moon in Virgo at the end of the day I do see him wanting to be with someone a little less rough around the edges even if he didn't actually say it another moon in Virgo we've got two moons in Virgo Virgo new moon coming up it's just no coincidence the universe speaks god knows god knows the oh the other thing I was gonna say is so she now has she only has three guys so like is she gonna bring Johnny to fantasy suites just because he's hot like because she doesn't have to let anybody go this week I would think although they're always changing the rules on us so who knows but like but also you know it's not going anywhere so it's like what how is she gonna play it you know well I mean I'm interested in fantasy suites in general because I do feel like per the commercial has even stated fantasy suites last season is where it all went to shit so like yeah are these girls now gonna sleep with guys that they aren't going to end up with or sleep with guys that that they're actually also saying I love you too because now I do think they're both on record for saying that they're falling in love with more than one person how about you look in the mirror ladies (laughs) it's kind of insane it's like you fucking jerks (laughs) it's like oh yeah this is what happens when you public apology right it's actually the name of the game it's the show you signed up for and if any of those guys had a problem with you sleeping with more than one of them you'd say what show did you think you signed up for i'm a woman i make my own choices it's like dude yeah dude exactly get a clue you are hypocrites we owe clayton a public apology well i don't know about that i still think he was skeezy about it the way that he he was about it yeah he was actually completely uncool and like yeah 100 agreed but like still it's just like don't do that yeah it was almost like the after effects too but 
whatever enough about Clayton. Okay. Um, who were you going to talk about that next Jason? Well, so, so I, I, for some reason I wrote that his name was Jordan, but I do know that his name is Jason. But when you look at the chart, that's good here, it says that his name is Jordan and it is actually Jason. So Jason is perfectly aligned with his chart. He is a sun conjunct Saturn in Aquarius and his moon Mm. is at the early degree of Sagittarius. So for him, he really likes this experience of like going out there, having adventures, like doing his thing. But you know what? his whole personality this whole time has had that like because even when he said like even if I don't win like I'll be the number two at your wedding or when she let home Nate he was like we just have to be there for her like it's cool girl like I got you he does sort of seem to have this like more of a friend vibe to Mm -hmm. her like I think he does really like her I think he seems really cool I think he'll do great on paradise or even to be the bachelor but I don't I think this guy takes like I think he takes matters of the heart really seriously and I don't think that this is a person who's really interested in in getting involved with someone who doesn't like actually make his life like for sure more of an adventure that he's not totally 100% passionate about because for him too, like sun conjunct Saturn in Aquarius, it's like for him, the way that he, when he commits to things and it changes his like moniker, it, he takes it really fucking seriously. He there, there's a weight on when you have your son conjunct Saturn, there's a weight on your ego. That's like, you better take this seriously. You are important. You have your status is important. So I think because that moon in Gemini, I mean, we don't know the time he was born. So if he was born earlier in the morning, it would be a moon in Scorpio, but I don't know. I sort of feel like this. So it's a moon in Sag. So it's a moon in Sag. Oh yeah. Sorry. So it's a moon in Sag. But if he were to be born like way early in the morning that he was born, he could have had a moon at a late degree of Scorpio. I see it being more of a moon in Sag thing though, because I think he really, we're just seeing that he just isn't right. Sagittarius. I mean, Scorpio moons are down to commit. They're like, are you going to be with me for life in the next life and the next life? Sag moon is like, I'm not sure. Unless I'm sure I'm not sure. Yeah, totally. But let's look at their charts together. Yes, please. But yeah, I felt like when Jordan said to his mom, I mean, oh my God, I feel like when Jason said to his mom, like, I'm really not ready for marriage. Like when Johnny said it, I'm like, who cares? Who are you? When Jason said it, I was like, fuck you, dude. I was like, you got to tell her this. Like, because I do feel like to me, to me, the whole show has obviously been Tino's going to win. Eric's going to win. And um, Zach was going to be absolutely heartbroken and Jason could have been absolutely heartbroken, but I think he's showing us his true colors now, which is to say, I'm literally here for the wrong reasons. <laughs> exactly. He, and he kind of, he and Zach give off like similar vibes at first glance, yeah. but yep. then, but then Zach is giving so much more like reassurance and emotion and everything. Whereas no, Zach Jason- is it- well, you I, did you watch the last few episodes? Because I want to say, like, I was exactly yeah. right. My read of my read of um, Zach was exactly the fuck on, which was that like his big share with her the other week was that he recently lost like eighty five pounds. Oh, did you say mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, that's right. That's right. I mean, that's amazing. Imagine you lose 85 pounds and then like you end up on TV. Like that's the, dream. Oh my God. No, it's literally the only reason it's worth doing. And like maybe found love, you know, but I do think like, that's why he's so, I think, and like, he's talking about therapy. He's talking about X, Y, and Z. It's like, oh yeah, this dude, like he is like Clayton. That's why I said, I said, this dude is just like Clayton and that he's like, he's, he is hot. Like objectively he's hot. I love how much bigger Zach is than Rachel. I love, I think Zach and Rachel are actually very hot together. And actually I think they mm-hmm. match. I think they match perfectly, but Tino has that. But Rachel's edge. not going to be, 
Yeah, right. Rachel's exactly. going to go with, you know, he's he's a baby back bitch, as Ethan, who had his one big line on the show, said. <laughs> yeah. And it, but it's like I, she's all, you're always going to pick the bad boy when it's, it's an option. I mean, it's just what it is. Right. So yeah. in this case, I actually think that like. I think that. Jason is dope. What was his first date with Gabby? Oh, no. The whole thing with Jason, she kept being like, he doesn't really say much. He doesn't really say anything. They don't, yeah. He doesn't really talk. I've liked him so far. He's been super duper cool with her, but only because I think it's like, I think it's friend vibes. But, yeah, but, but, like, but Jason's parents were like, please, God, let him date someone. We think you, the parents are crying. Like, we think you should marry her, though. He's like, yeah, I'm not really ready. I don't really know her. We literally just met. And they're like, but, 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 but. It's like, yo, is Jason literally never brought someone home? Like, it's possible. It's very possible. Aquarius, Sagittarius, like, he really not trying to get tied down really not interested if, and if he's going to get tied down it is going to be dead serious because the person makes his life so much more exciting but like no yeah. he's not going to get tied down under almost any circumstance and he's yeah, in the middle of like his saturn literally... return he's in the middle of his saturn return he literally is just like waking up to like this is his saturn return yeah what a great saturn return to like be on tv and like just come off as a pretty good dude right so yeah, my Saturn return was I was on TV and I came off as like a specifically bad comedian. So I would say like I got halfway <laughs> there, but like pretty bad. Like it wasn't good. It wasn't. I didn't like it. <laughs> now. Oh, my God. So, OK, okay so, so we were talking next? about Jason. I guess now we should come back over to the other side where we're talking about. About Tino. that. Oh, no, Zach, Zach. Get right. Let's look at Zach. Let's look at Zach. Zach. OK. Yeah. So Zach and Rachel are the two. OK, I'm like. So now so they Zach. go and have their little cute, like plane watching date. I mean, everything about them is just like cute, perfect together. Like it's just, just so like, like PG 13, like Hallmark it, it card, is. like lifetime movie. Yes, it is. Like, what is he going to confess next week that he is cancer? Well, I mean, we already kind of, that was just a foreshadow for Eric's dad, but that was we'll a foreshadow. There. Yeah. We'll we're, get just, there. we're just, LOL. we're just, we're not making yeah. light of cancer, but it is actually a, just a foreshadow. So Eric's dad has cancer, by the way. But anyway, so, so yeah. Okay. So let's look at Zach's chart. So Zach on the inside, Zach is a Leo sun. Ooh. With a Pisces moon. And now his moon is exactly conjunct her Mercury. And we know that she's a super, super Piscean uh, sun, Saturn, yeah. all of it. I think that they do have a genuine connection. I think that her moon in Libra likes how hot he is. That sun in Leo and, and, and she likes how expressive he is. And they really do have, because of this conjunction, I can tell you right now, that Mercury-Moon conjunction, they definitely have a real, like, spiritual, like, there's a real connection here, for sure. A billion percent for sure. That being said, do I see Rachel with a Leo? Not really. His ego is going to play a bigger part in their relationship than I think she cares for. Um, but I think she can stoke, you know, Libra moon can stoke the flames of the fire for Leo. Mm -hmm. So she makes him feel, he's telling the truth. Like she makes him feel amazing. Also, it's funny that like the only celebrity, celebrity family member that we've had in the seasons that we've watched at least so far is that his uncle is Patrick Warburton from Seinfeld. LOL. And, you know, but like, same thing though, like his family was just very, like, they seemed to be really like we're so happy that like we're, you're so lucky that you found Zach and like, we're so happy that Zach finally has a girlfriend or, you know what I mean? It was a little bit like, I don't know. Every, I, I know. The, when the parents are, I don't need anybody to be like, like, we'll come back to it. I don't need everybody to be like Tino's asshole family. But like at the end of the day, I'm also a little bit hesitant when it's like, great. Okay, cool. Like you should really consider marrying her son. It's like, yo, yo, 
this is crazy. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like, this is actually like your child and you kind of need to like, look out for them. And like, just in general in life, I feel like it's not always good to like, just immediately accept the, the significant other of your family member. Like you're one of us now, blah, 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 blah without making them work for it a little bit. Like, and hello. like, especially if they meet on a show with that has such yes. an extreme premise and that this one does feel shorter, like that has this expedited timeline. I mean, it's like, yeah, I don't know the parents that are like, we're just like, who, who was it? Zach's dad. Who, oh no. I think it was Jason's dad. It was like, I'm just crying thinking that I could be looking at my like daughter-in-law and it's like does he just not date he's never brought a girl home like yeah like, this like thank god somebody came home with him it's <laughs> yeah. like all right all right okay okay everybody fucking relax i'd rather have a little mate drama than that fucking we're so glad he's finally with someone it's like okay yeah it's like this guy's like pretty hot just like you know he'll just let him go he'll be he'll fine he'll be fine it's actually he's actually yeah. fine yeah and like don't forget he's now on tv there's gonna be thousands of girls who are happy to date him like literally more than fine like literally more yeah everything's gonna be great after this just like i mean i do love to see a dad cry on tv though i do love to see parents so you know i think that's healing for the collective in general but now that we're talking about it two things i want to say first of all tino who's the obvious winner of rachel's season to me he's been the even if they he hasn't been the obvious front runner to me. He got the first impression rose. And I think that they've cut him out of the show enough that actually there's something going on because mm-hmm. I, you know, when I was watching last episode and I did record about it and then I was like, I'm not posting this. I'd rather just talk about it with Casey. I'm not like that into it, but it's like when Tino didn't get picked for the rose, like he didn't get yes. the group rose, but he won the thing to me again, similar thing to when Gabby didn't pick Eric at the very beginning. What's what I said. I said, she likes Eric the most, obviously, but she likes him so much that she's not going to give him the rose. I think this group date was the same type of thing. Rachel was like, I don't want to get embarrassed that I only have a couple guys here. So I'm going to give Tyler the rose, keep him trugging along just because I don't want to be this loser. Who's a failed bachelorette who only has a few options at the end. God forbid. I've been rejected mm-hmm. so many times. I cry every fucking day. Okay. So, but I understood where Tino was pissed because that was the only conversation that they really did show where he was basically, I mean, look, anytime that anybody in the show tries to get that confirmation of like, I'm going to win, right? It never goes well, but I do think they kind of had a conversation that was to that end. I felt like he was saying, look, I'm like dead serious about you. And she was like, me too. Like I'm still dead serious. And then he didn't get the rose. He did win the fucking group date competition. He did actually woo her to shit and they made out for like a good 30 seconds, which is a lot for this show. And it's like, I get where he's like, fuck this. Like Tyler got, Tyler doesn't get a date. Tyler's going home. Fuck you. But so at first I was like, oh my God, he totally overreacted. What an insecure guy. And then I'm like, no, you know what? Like that is annoying. Tyler doesn't get the fucking rose, Rachel. Like, fuck you. Like, come on. Okay. Now Tyler, I mean, Tino and Rachel did go home together. And Tino did say at the beginning of their date, it means the world to me that my parents love and accept you. This is really, really important for me too. blah, blah, blah. Rachel's like, I'm nervous. He said, don't be. They go meet the parents. They were absolutely shit throwing haters. They were like, what the actual <laughs> fuck is going on? We did not approve of this decision. We think that you are an embarrassment to the family. How dare you th- th- smear our name in trash? You fucking idiot. This is not how shit works. Okay. 
You and, and you could tell that like there's nothing she could <laughs> say to like and I'm glad that she seemed to realize that like because for someone who's cried so many times this every season, goddamn segment motherfuckers and crying. like this was the first thing that was actually really like real and frustrating like if he is the front runner and that's how his parents just treated you like I might cry like I would literally she, like, and she even, I would go to like, the bathroom and motherfucking weep. Yeah, for sure. And like, she, like, she seemed to really be like in the moment, like, like taking stock in what they're saying and realizing like, there's nothing I can do here. These people are like, have decided that they hate me and kind of moved on from it. It was like a great moment of growth for her. And like, even when the mom was like, you know, this isn't real. Right. And she's like, well, it is real. Like I was like, yes, go Rachel. I was excited for her. I was really proud of her when she's like, no, it is real because it's like, yeah, like like, it is. Don't don't fucking don't put, but it's also like, don't put us down. Like I get what you're saying, but like either way we're here. I'm at your home. We're doing this thing on TV. You guys have been nothing but fucking mean. And so like, don't like, at least don't tell me about what I know about my experience. They're not wrong yeah. in their judgment. It is kind of like, well, well what is going on? I mean, I, who's, who was it? Who's I wrote it down. One of the parents also said like, you know, you'd fall in love with an ape if you're in the right circumstance too. And I was like, all right, you know what, dad, like just fucking, we got you. We got I you. Don't you don't, and then technically we're all apes. So just relax. Okay. hundred percent. Okay. But and you know what? There are cats I'm extremely attached to. So it's not even just, yeah, obviously love is everywhere. Okay. But yeah, yeah this has been, but it's like, no, this hasn't been a, everyone that's being like, but you guys understand this has been a fairy tale. No, actually Rachel has wept every show. This has not been a fairy tale. In fact, it has been a nightmare. People are trying to get out of their contracts early left and right. The bachelor <laughs> franchise is sunning them all. This sucks there. We're laughing at them for our enjoyment. We are literally on this podcast for way too long talking about these people we don't know and just trashing them. So no, this is not met in a fantasy land. Sure, Amsterdam is magical, but you know there the, is a trauma bond like happening right. here. Right, yeah. right. This is good thing everyone's been in therapy because this is a show for trauma bonding. So that's cool. Yeah. Now let's look at Franco's chart. Okay, so, oh Tino Franco, Tino Franco, not Franco, but he's not a Franco. But okay, Tino Franco's chart. He has his son in Aquarius, but he has his Saturn, so he's pre-Saturn return. He has his Saturn his Venus and his Mercury on Rachel's Mercury, another very real connection. His moon is in Aries. So he's basically like, I'm going to win no matter what. But his, like his son is in Aquarius at a late degree of Aquarius. And then he has all of this Pisces, like he is feeling her. They do have a connection. Like there's a real attraction here. And then he loves her whole like he does love to look at her like physically like he turns her like she turns him on there's a lot of passion here but at the end of the day moon in Aries yeah that is why he is freaking out when he doesn't get the rose he's like actually fuck you I'm the literal winner how dare you not know that I'm the winner if this if these times are close enough that means that his moon is opposite her moon which actually even though in some cases it can lead to problems I actually like a moon opposite moon in sinistry relationship because it means because they're on the same axis it means that each individual kind of balances the other out so whereas he might be like super passionate and ready to fucking like go all in with her she actually can receive that and then her her own sense of self could be empowered in that way as well um otherwise though i don't think they have a bad i I think this this is a a good connection i i mean i would have to look a little bit longer to really like you know make a make a, a firm yes or no but like i actually think this is a relationship that has enough um, 
dynamic connection within the relationship in terms of synastry that like, yeah, they, I mean, you don't want to see perfect synastry. Honestly, perfect synastry means like boring. There's something about this, the tension of this relationship. Like even when he got so pissed that he became a baby back bitch, I think Rachel liked that. <laughs> oh yeah, for I sure. I think that's she why she that. did it. I think she was like sort of fucking with him. Yeah, exactly. I think with a guy like this, like, yeah, it wouldn't go well. Like we know he is kind of the bad boy. He's a little like cocky, hot-headed. Definitely got to like, you know, not, I I think it was a really good play on her to like keep him in his place a little bit. And like you said, like he gave her that Aries fire. I want to be with you. I want to be with you. And it gave her the Libra moon moment to be like, I hear that. I receive that. And now I feel empowered to make you wait a little bit longer Yeah, because you're a little too excited about this exactly and i think she deserves that just based on the way that it's gone down for her so far and because like Susie, she has like a zach in the wing who's just like i need to tell you that i actually am almost positively sure that i love you and i'm falling in love with you (laughs) it's like all right yeah yeah and they so tino and rachel at the end both said they were falling in love with each other yes but see didn't she also say that to zach she did. She did. I think so. She that's did where it's like, was... yo, you guys, how dare no, you? No, no, no. Okay, wait. Sorry. Oh, she they said, said it to the camera. No, but they said falling in love with, not falling in love. in love with. But also, she didn't say it to Zach. She said it to the camera about him because I made a point to, to make a note of that. Okay. Because, okay. So she she turned to us and said it to us, which is a very interesting effect that um that they the would producers have added here indeed indeed because it makes you you walk away thinking oh she said i'm falling in love to both of you to right. both of them but yeah. actually it's kind of harmless if she says that on camera here he's not going to see it until now okay maybe that'll still hurt but at least like she didn't say it to him and lead him on in the moment 100% and then it takes us i guess to our headliner to me the headliner of the app was eric and his dying father I know it was a really intense, but beautiful interaction. Yeah. Really intense, but beautiful in New Jersey again. Yeah. That's where the good ones are. You guys don't fall in love in Wildwood, but definitely go to Bedminster and get in Bedminster with Eric and his dad. Yeah. But did you see at the end when it said that his in in loving memory, but that's where it's like, okay, they obviously have to end up together though, because he brought someone home to meet his dad before he died. And they're obviously now to get married. There's that, there's a pressure on it that I think is actually, I think that's that's the the rule. rule. And I actually think in order to not let the ghost of his dead father down, he needs to now be the actual winner of the bachelor. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I think what's really painful to watch this whole season. And I think because there wasn't one star it was very confusing from the get-go because like, I think when you join a a program like this and there's one bachelor or one bachelorette, you contort your mind to being like all in with this person. Whereas with this, there were people kind of like sizing them up and deciding on which one from the beginning. And so I think that what we're going to find here at the end is that like, to me, here's how it's, here's how it looks. Okay. I think Jason might break up with Gabby next show, but it wouldn't have mattered anyway, because I think that, or one of them, I think either Johnny or Jason is going to break up with Gabby and say, I'm not ready for marriage or not break up with her, but say, I'm not ready for marriage. I think no matter what, and I've said this, the way that she was sitting on him and making out and crying with him in their first one-on-one afterwards, I was like that he wins. That's what we're looking for. 
That's what we're looking for. Her level of discomfort, but also comfort was, is everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's like, I know how much there is to lose here. I am so embarrassed about my behavior. I am literally not a perfect bachelorette, blah, 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 blah. And then she dry heave wept in his arms while this big man held her. It's like, yeah, yeah, that is the move. That's the vibe. And like with all that Leo in her chart, she's like, yeah, let me just cry to you. And he's like, okay, sure. Now they're a great match. He is a cancer moon. She is a Leo moon. Now here's the thing, Leo cancer. And I've said this before. I'll say it again. These are two signs that despite the fact that they are next to each other in the Zodiac, which usually does not denote compatibility in the case of cancer and Leo, I happen to think it is an incredibly compatible. It's the, it's Mm. one of the only combinations. I mean, I do think actually Saturn Aquarius, I think, uh, I actually do think Capricorn Aquarius is okay too, but I think which is the opposite sign. So it makes sense actually. Right. So like the whole axis to mm-hmm. me, it's like, like the only signs that really work together, like overtly well. Cause I think that cancer is the energy of like your home, your safe emotions, mommy. Leo is the sign also of childhood. These are the two childhood signs. And Leo is like, I'm expressing my emotions. And so a cancer moon, which he is, is like, I'm here to catch your emotions, babe. And she's like, I want to share my emotions. Am I safe too? And he's like, 100%, you're safe too. And it's a really nice, also her Chiron is in cancer. So him being a cancer moon, Mars is so healing for her because she's like, I was always afraid to like be a comfortable kid. So I became this like firecracker and now I'm funny as shit. And I'm a fucking Denver Broncos dancer. And I'm an ICU nurse. Oh, your dad's dying. Good thing. The ICU New Year's is back in the building and it's me now we're getting married. And then it's like, you know, so to me, that's a, a really nice connection. Not to mention they're born, even though different years, days apart. So they have the same sun for Venus and Saturn and North Node are all with his sun and all of these, you know, his Mercury, all of his game changing planets. And then his North Node, the purpose of his Whoa. existence on planet Earth is on her Mercury. So like her communicating honestly and openly and expanding his world actually is what he's here to to get out of his cancer moon home and stop crying and just go fucking pursue. And what about, what's the little P symbol? You always ask that. It's Pluto, you Scorpio rising obsessive motherfucking asshole. <laughs> you guys don't even know. I've cut, I've cut like the last three shows when Casey says, what is the P? And I cut it because I'm like, this is too deep of an analysis to start talking about Pluto, but it's motherfucking Pluto, you Scorpio rising. <gasps> it's your, pa- it's your, it's you, baby. It's you. I love Pluto. A first it is a Pluto. planet. You're literally, no, it is a planet. Did I ever send you? <laughs> I'll send you something if you love Pluto and it'll make you cry, but ask me about That's it later. That's so funny. <laughs> ask me about it later, but I'll make you cry for Pluto. Maybe. Because they they have the same one. It's like lined up, but I guess Pluto doesn't move around that well, much. Well, it's right. So. It's a generational planet. So we, like you, we all have Pluto in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, Which is but, probably but, why. but you're a Scorpio rising. So like it is your first house that you're, you're leading with, although I have to check, is it first house or 12th house? But either way you have Pluto very much in the sort of forefront of your psyche as a as a Scorpio rising, you are here to like revolutionize. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. Welcome to the audio. What do you want? Podcast revolution, baby. We are here talking about the bachelorettes in ways that you have never heard before. Revolution. 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 You didn't realize this is what the revolution would look like, but it. Viva la bachelor nation revolution. No, no, sorry. (laughs) Viva la trash of the nation revolution. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. So wait, let's go back to Eric. Eric. Okay. Now I need them to be together forever. I just think it's obviously, I think it's obviously Eric and Tino. Boom. Ugh, Avon. I don't even want to look at his damn chart. I mean, do we want to look at Avon's chart? Just just like 
like make some like pre guesses because but it's yeah, like he yeah, has yeah, no yeah. motherfucking Let's give him a shot. shot. The winners have no been shot. chosen, folks. And anybody who's on the Bachelor telling their parents that they're the the stark difference between Jason and Johnny being like, yeah, but I'm not ready for marriage, and Eric being like, meet my dying father before we get engaged right. is, is a night and motherfucking day. Come on, right? Oh my, God. there's a winner. There's a freaking winner. I just and of course like- with Zach, he's gonna lose because he wasn't. He he really feels too lucky to be here. And ultimately, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you have a celebrity uncle. It doesn't land you. It doesn't seal the deal. I think it. I think it wins you a couple extra dates. The celebrity. Well, but I feel like the producers have been pushing Zach hard. That whole me and you date, you and I both hated it, but they like literally wept together looking at their childhood photos. She's like, I'm so happy to meet you all. You were in the photo. You, they were, the producers were not bullying Rachel. They're bullying Zach this whole time because they were like, oh, this ex fatty, he has no motherfucking shot because he's just such a sweetie. And she's obviously going to pick hot-headed Tino, whose parents are going to fucking punch yeah, her in but- the face verbally. Because, but, but you know what? You, can I say something else? You know who? You know why Rachel's going to end up with Tino? Because that's who she deserves. Remember, Rachel's dad was like, "Kiss my finger," right? Like, honestly, yeah. yeah. Like, I want to see. No, Tino's dad and Rachel's dad are twinsies. What an absolute Tino's. That's why she didn't cry. She actually felt right at home. She was like, actually, this is exactly what my dad would do, did, and even worse. And even worse, my dad let him kiss the pinky and then he dumped me. So like the fact that your dad is actually being the strict, that's that's kind of, she's like, oh, Tino, you're going to be a hard ass like both our dads. Yeah, you're fathering my children. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Done. <gasps> oh my Twins. God. Twins. Why didn't we see it before? It's yep. so true. Well, because we just didn't know. We simply didn't know. You know, until the yeah, hometown. Yeah, really we have don't... to talk it out. Exactly. And we, and we don't get that, like, we don't get that insight into the actual, like, you know, inner stirrings of, of these contestants until we see their parents that's why hometowns are crucial. they're absolutely crucial and the other thing Incredibly i was going to say too is you said they're like torturing zach dragging him through the mud yada 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 correct however maybe he's our next bachelor now that would be he actually would be a great bachelor because he genuinely seems like a lovely person yeah in a very clean way but again lovely, well right like like it's like lovely guys say, like, like don't know their power like they right. don't know how to well, that's, that's where it's like, thing. he is such a Clayton where it's like, you want to say to him now beforehand, Hey, for the record, you're hot now. Yeah. So don't yeah. You fuck a bunch of girls and tell them you love them. You're not still chasing them. They're going to actually fall in love with you too. So just be prepared for that. Yep. Be gentle with their hearts. You look like you're like six, four. He's, he's big. I love their size difference. I will say they're the hottest to me together because he is so, I just, I love how he is big. Like even with 85 pounds on him, he probably like, did they, I don't think they even yeah. showed like an ex fat pick. Did they? No. Because he probably was actually still hot, but he just like maybe felt like a dweeb or whatever, but he's yeah, like exactly. a big, he's a big dude. And that I love a yeah. big dude. Damn. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. Let's talk about even. Okay, so actually, last but not least, we are here with our boy, Avon. Avon is a Scorpio, Sun, Mercury, Mars, Pluto, okay? Or no, I guess, wait, his is Mars? Yeah, okay, Scorpio. His North Node is in Sagittarius. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, off the bat, okay, so he's a super Scorpio. She's a super Pisces. Oh, yeah, they said it on their date. They were on, like, that carriage ride, and she was like, oh, you're a Pisces, or you're a Scorpio, I'm a Pisces. We must be compatible. She has no fucking clue. Rachel. Hit us up. We'll do readings with you and all of them. This is just brushing yes. the tip of the iceberg. We are just, just, just the tip. Okay. We're just the tipping in the fantasy suites of this audio gasm. Okay. Now I will say that Rachel's moon is exactly conjunct his 
Venus and Jupiter. Now this is a very, so here's the thing, right? We are like, why is Avon still on the show? We haven't even heard him peep a word. He's literally been quiet as a mouse, right? Oh, now I get it because he's a Scorpio sun, Scorpio, Mercury, Scorpio, Mars. So he might be saying like literally whispering the naughtiest nothings into her ear. And she's just like, huh? Yeah. He has a moon in Leo. So again, I don't see her really being with someone Leo nine in nature because she is so pretty, but also so confused. She doesn't need somebody like stealing the attention. I mean, she's used to Gabby by now, but it's different with friends. It's like when you're with a lover, you kind of want to be. But again, like I said, her moon in Libra could just fan the flames of the ego of being like, you're still here because you're hot, silly or whatever. And he likes it, you know, but at the end of the day. And Clayton was the Leo. Clayton was a Leo, right? I'm telling you, I don't think that she is ready for like competing with the person that she's dating. I just don't think, I I think that that, I think Leo's are going to be a little bit too. She's no Suze. She's no Suze. She is no Suze. And if you Suze, you win. But in this case, no, you can't say Suze, you lose. (laughs) She won. Okay. But I just feel like she, I think Rachel is really here to learn how to be in relationship again from a past life. She's wounded from a past life. She's here to learn to be in a relationship again. And you know, I think that he actually makes her feel like, I think the same thing, like Avon and Tyler, different scenarios, but I think that Avon and Tyler both, like she knows they're not going to win, but they make her feel like seen and they make her feel like just hot. And I think with, I think she's much more attracted. I think she feels almost like connected in a little brother way to Tyler. And I think she feels like, okay, like the same way that Gabby feels with Johnny. I think she's like, Ava's hot. And like, we had that good makeout on the field that time. Like, he's just hot. He's worth fucking like, who are his parents? Show me, LOL. Salem Mass, take me home. I'm interested. I'm a witch. Like, show me. But ultimately, like, I don't know. He's from Salem. But it's like, we already saw the preview, the table, the witch table, the altar crashes down at the fucking place. It can't be a good sign. You know, they're like, is this a bad sign? Yeah, it actually is a bad sign. It actually is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Sometimes a sign is a sign. And that's what happens. And this couldn't be more straightforward. So it's like, we don't have to ask ourselves. No, if it's obviously a sign, it's obviously a sign. That's what it is. Yeah. So anyway, I don't think he has, I I think Tino and Eric are the winners, but that's my open. And I do think I get where she is very attracted to him. You know, I think they do have that water sun connection. They have a moon, you know, air fire connection. So she's just like, yeah, you are so hot. And he's like, yeah, but you're so hot. And so they're kind of doing the, you're so hot thing back and forth. But ultimately, no, I think that the, that the witch omen commercial says it all. Okay. Well, there you have it folks. Okay. Should we introduce ourselves? (laughs) Yeah. Greetings, Jacqueline. Well, I mean, except in a way we should not only because I was about to post our last episode, but then I was like, you know, it's pretty much the same. Like if if I were going to post that right before this, because I was like traveling all day. I was road tripping back to Florida in the car, whatever, whatever. And then like, I was about to post it. And then I was like, well, the men tell all is usually leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, it's pretty much a big marketing ploy, big advertisement. And we didn't even get the date with Avon yet. It's like, this does not need to be a two separate conversations. Like if we covered, exactly. we covered, we covered so many backlog that like, there's no reason to like rush to get these two same episodes up. It's like, I mean, I'm sorry. It took me so long to get it up, but like this week was crazy. I like, we had to like move out of Texas. I had to like move Desi, like man, like driver to Miami. It was just like, I was like, fuck it. So now I'm like, all right, we're going to put up as one hometown tell all special. 
perfect the way that God himself intended or her. Indeed, indeed she did. I mean, I have a really hard time believing that a God wanted us to have just one singular date. Uh, It's just like ridiculous. Like God did was like, oh, you're going to have two bachelorettes and oh, Oh, you're going to just overlap. There's going to be so many hometowns. We're going to overlap one of them into the next episode. It's like, fuck it. This is one episode. Like the people can wait for our Astro analysis. Cause really between last week and this week, nothing even could have changed. There was not even an opportunity for any change to occur. Right. And like, I thought maybe Avens was going to be a big bombshell, like big, and he was going to get the boot. And really it was just like all the other ones, freaking snooze fest. Everyone, parents are nice. They're into her. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, thank God for Tino's ratchet, like angry parents, because otherwise like all there's of no show. Otherwise fest. there's literally no goddamn show without this is, and one this is parent what- being difficult. And I'm kind of, honestly, I'm kind of spiraling after this episode because I just feel like this was kind of boring. Mental all kind of always is, but it felt especially boring to the point that I was like, was this whole season boring? And then I was like, is reality TV even doing it for me anymore? Like you get, you reach these conclusions. And I don't know, you got to tell me if there's something in the planets right now that's like making me jump, jump, jump to conclusions. But like, I just feel like maybe everybody knows too much from social media they've got the comment section in their brains the whole time and they're going i they're trying to fix shit before they've even done it they care too much what people are thinking and i'm like can reality tv continue in the way it's meant to like we need to go back to jersey shore teen mom dance moms i mean (laughs) like the better, I mean, that was the golden age, the beginning of the Kardashians, like before it was all super produced to even the people themselves are trying to produce themselves. And, and, and we don't need to like spiral so hard, but like, do you feel like that ever? Is it a planetary thing that's happening right now? Validate me, validate me. First of all, Casey, hold on, let me take a little sip of this because my throat, my throat, it's so funny. The last manual, um, so as you guys know, now that you listen, the, the manual that we did right before this was Molly's wedding manual. This one also, even though Molly in absentia, the energy is so strong. We were randomly were in Ocala, Florida. I was driving from Texas to Miami. We stopped in Ocala. Not only is that where Nicole lives, so I wanted to see Nicole. So we made that our stop. Turns out Ocala is the horse capital of the United States. Now, some might argue it's Louisville, but if you're in Ocala, you say it's Ocala. And honestly, I was like, wow, another Molly win, because not only was I with the horses thinking of her, our own horse girl, but both Desi and I, not only from all of our bad behavior, but singing for 15 hours, driving from Texas to Ocala. We were in fact horse girls. (laughs) Yes. You know, it's like- Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Now, like you want to talk about manifesting? It's like, yeah, when you manifest, you put your order into the the server, the universe server, but it's going to come back. You don't know what they do in the kitchen and it's going to come back whatever the rest restaurant has in mind not so much you you know how many things did they say weren't spicy that were like fucking spicy right so in this case it's like molly really made a push i want horse girl content and here you go mal space trash podcast horse girl content from the it's horse girl the capital me. of the world indeed it is it literally is it literally is so anyway back to what the world needs did you even take a sip of your i don't think i you forgot i literally didn't i literally <laughs> 
you're too busy explaining why you needed a sip that like the the moment passed you well i just i figured like i was like well okay like if you're gonna go hard on horse you better stay horse but right, it's like I, stay horse yeah lean in into way, it yeah in a way there's nothing i can do about it because i i, I am in <laughs> fact specifically more horse than usual but okay first of all the planetary alignments are strong Last night, we had our Virgo new moon ritual. The new moon in Virgo, it was a really, I mean, first and foremost, what is Virgo responsible for? The energy of Mercury. Mercury just moved into Libra and is about to go retrograde. So it's kind of like- When is it going retrograde? September 9th to October 1st, Mercury (sighs) will be retrograde in the sign of Libra. And you know- the thing about a Mercury retrograde, and actually there's more to it. In fact, Mars just entered Gemini. Mars will be in Gemini until March of next year. This is a, a long, unprecedentedly long Mars in Gemini transit. So we're going to have Mars in Gemini until October moving forward. Then October to January, Mars is going to go retrograde. So we have these two big retrogrades coming up in our air signs while we also have Saturn in Aquarius. So this is a lot of air energy maturation and and Saturn is also retrograde. So this is basically like if I was going to zoom out and give it like a sentence, it's almost like a full on rethinking of the way we do relationships, our relationship with everything in our lives, our relationships to each other, but also to storytelling and what we spend our time consuming and how it affects what we think about and how we actually, you know, Aquarius, Saturn and Aquarius connect at large with the culture. And like, what is it that we're actually interested in giving? Like, because mental energy in general, and especially both Gemini and Libra are dual bodied energies. So these are energies that require, not only are they just dual in nature, these are planets that, that are about duality, but they require balance. And in general, especially when Mars is in Gemini, even if it wasn't going retrograde, Mars in Gemini brings an almost like chaotic, frenetic, like the desire to do every single thing. There's the energy of like all the shiny objects are so compelling, very hard to focus on one thing, very hard to make a commitment to focus on one thing, let alone get that thing done because there's always going to be another thing. But then because there's a retrograde happening, what you guys can all expect, this isn't a, this isn't a direct answer to the question, but this is a good astrology lesson. Yeah. Between October and January, it's almost like a fucked up tease because from now until October, we're going to be like, wow, I am interested in my life. I am interested in X, Y, and Z. I'm going to take on a little bit more because now that Mars is moving forward in Gemini, I just feel like I can take on all of these things. But then when Mars goes retrograde, I would be shocked if it didn't cut everyone's energy and especially people with heavy Gemini energy, you know, uh, uh, you and I, you and me, what's the proper way to see? Look, we're rethinking grammar. What's we're talking about? Especially, especially people with I think it would be you and me. You and me, right? Because it would be like, it's actually me instead of, Especially, it would be I. Yeah. So, but here's what, this is we're going doing to work. affect you and me. Yeah, because then we're the objects. Exactly. Oh my God. Gemini grammar lesson. Pew, 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 pew. 
so good, but don't sign up for extra tutoring for the kids after school just because you're a good grammar teacher. You don't, you're not going to have, so, so what's going to happen, especially to the Geminis is that not only are we going to get fucking excited and like all of September, we're going to be like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Because Mercury will be retrograde, which is going internal. We're going to be maybe a little confused. There might be some wonky relationship stuff that comes up or connection stuff that comes up. But in general, the internal nature of a Mercury retrograde in Libra is going to have us thinking like, oh, actually, I know what the heart wants. I know what I really want. And I'm interested in this. And here's an opportunity to do it, right? But the way that this is long-term going to play out in relationships, including our relationship to reality TV and what we talk about and the stories that we pay attention to and witness and how we're paying attention to them and the characters on their shows, et cetera, et cetera, is that not only between October and January is everyone's energy, especially the Gemini's, going to be cut in at least, like cut down to a third. Like I think we're going to lose between one and two thirds of our drive and motivation, or even, oh. even if we feel that drive and motivation, the ability to focus or the ability to mm-hmm. like really harness it. harness it, sit down and pick something. And, and the energy of Gemini that usually is so good at multitasking and like taking on a few different things and, and, you know, juggling all these different balls. It's like the balls are going to fall, pick one or two balls to throw and catch. And like, that's it. If I could give anybody advice, it would be pare down your list of responsibilities because the way that this is going to play out is that the more that you commit to between now and October, the more relationships are going to be affected between October and January, because we're going to want to make all of these commitments and save the thing that, I mean, it's kind of interesting that we're leading up into the next episode of the show because they did sort of tease that there are some like surprises where it's like, I, you know, it's like, how could you say this after the fantasy suites? How could you, what, you're the last bachelorette here. So like, we don't even know what's going to happen, but I, I think we can kind of guess. I think we already have kind of guessed, but it's like at the end of the day, it's a beautiful foreshadow of this moment in time because it's sort of like, don't commit to going on the bachelorette or the bachelor if you're actually not ready for a commitment. The- yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to be letting them down. And it's, wow. it's going to be like, I thought I was, I thought for this, I thought for that at the end of the day. So, so to answer your question more directly, why is this feeling so almost like laborious to watch this show? It's like, this laborious, laborious, look at this, the retrogrades are already like, starting. It's, yeah. It's, it's like, it's okay to watch it, but like, I come out of it just like not feeling like we accomplished much. Well, and isn't that such a perfect precursor you know we're in the shadow energy for both of these retrogrades that's kind of what's to come that sort of is that's so smart Casey like it sort of is the theme of of really like the fall like until January of next year I think that's kind of going to be the predominant feeling which is like how come I I'm sitting here for two hours watching all the men tell all and yet I, I, I didn't get other shit I needed to get done done. I was kind of zoned out, so I barely even watched this. And now I'm like just feeling judgmental, critical, not only of all of these guys, but of the show and the franchise in general and further reality TV. And I think that for everybody, the key to the next few months, like basically from now until January, January. is not to make any sort of 
like, let's not quit the franchise. Let's not quit reality TV in okay. whole. But I think contemplating, like, I think no, witnessing how this feels, noticing what it's bringing up for you. Notice the latent thoughts that are, because there might've been, you know, look, if it's me, sometimes when I get over a certain style of be it reality TV or music or whatever, there's a part of me that almost like wants to hold on to the comfort blanket of this thing that traditionally has been something else for me. Right. But so I, 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 I tend to not let go of things, whether it's a TV show or a boyfriend or whatever. So it's not that you should or should not let go of the franchise. It's that you should notice, am I afraid to let go of reality TV? Am I afraid to let go of the franchise? Am I, am I actually triggered because I want to be not even, why am I even watching this much TV? You don't want to make any harsh decisions. Basically from now until October, the only thing to do is pare down your almost like expectations the commitments get super duper clear about like the, what the overwhelming priority is like above all. Right. So for mm. us, it's like, okay, maybe it's not about reality TV or the bachelor. Maybe this is just like, you know, similar to how like everything is sort of a vehicle for hummus. It's like, whether it's on a carrot or a pretzel, I feel like this is just a, the bachelor is just a vehicle for conversation. It's a vehicle for podcasting. It's a vehicle for Casey to actually do her work really own your Saturn in Aquarius and, and actually do the work of turning maybe more mundane, boring shit into some intellectual conversation that resonates throughout the collective. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're, so we're analyzing our relationships. We're taking notes. We're, we're reflecting. Yeah. And, and we're really being careful not to like chase any, like, so even now too, you might be like, you know what? I'm done with reality TV. I'm going hard into well, that's nothing what I was but drama. Say. Yeah, because I, unlike you, like the opposite of what you said, I'll just cut it off. Like if I'm over something, like it's done. That's the Sagittarius, like end it, mm, dump him. So like it. Britney Spears with the dump him shirt. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and education, here we are, right? Like it's the Sag Gemini versus the Cancer Capper energy. Whereas Sag mm-hmm. Gemini is like, fuck this. I'm fucking out. Cancer Capricorn is like, let's just see. <laughs> Yeah. But I think the combination is what will keep this Trashler cast alive because ultimately, I think in general, and I'm sure that Molly would say this too, the commitment is not to the Bachelor or to the right. celebrities. It's to continue to practice our instruments. And in this way, <laughs> practicing for band is fun, you know? And it's like, and if anything, I think this is for everybody. Don't quit unless your heart is truly not in it. Because these other things, Casey, like, look, you could just cut it off. There's no way you're not watching the finale. Oh, I can't. I can't really cut it off. I don't think I can. And let's be honest. I, I mean, back you are Paradise a comes rising like, too at the end of the day too. So you might be like, I'm cutting it off, and then say that publicly, and then secretly watch every single episode, but now be trapped with your big secret after your big declaration. Right. Right. Like the. Ugh like just savage savage stuff and then batch paradise is gonna have like and also all of this is to say like this was mental all as we say an extraordinarily boring hometown date with avon even though the witch lady in salem like give her more time give her a show i i need more out of lorelei oh absolutely and i also think just okay let's we'll dive into the episode i think that the avon date was such 
a complete and total throwaway that Lorelai, yeah, number one, she's shined through. Number two, why are we skipping the fact that the table fell? What a bad sign. Right. What, how can you be in a place where you're actually choosing to lean in and believe witchcraft and signs and the message from the universe and think that it's normal for something that chaotic to happen in the witch's lair? And like Lorelai didn't even seem to be conned on to that. Like, like I was, I wanted to ask, like, what does it mean? Do you, I mean, I'm a little witchy, but I feel like you're witchy. You, you go witchier than I do generally, bro. even. I mean, Casey, so, I, I feel like the writing's on the floor, which is like when you do with the a fire, ritual, with the fire, when you do a ritual and you ask for a sign, you know, it's like, it's like when you do a tarot reading and you get nothing but like death card and seven of wands and seven of all the hardships or whatever. And you're like, oh, wait, wait, this is like messed from before. And then I reshuffle and I try again. And then you pull it again and again. Yeah, you're just yeah, waiting yeah, yeah. for a lover's card. You're waiting for a wheel of fortune. You're waiting for an ace of cups. And yet, and still you get these shitty cards over and over. And it's sort of like, you don't want to see the message. How red do the red flags need to be for us to actually acknowledge them, right? So in this case, it's like, what did it mean? I don't know. I think even without this date, we could probably put a lot of money on a bet. As a betting woman, I would bet even has no shot. So they had this date. I mean, I did think one of the biggest things for me to come out of the date, the most important thing is that Avon's mom has a nose ring. Right, right. Well, that's the, that is clearly the key takeaway here. Kind of interesting. I don't, look, correct me if I'm wrong. She had like a Rachel vibe to me. A completely Rachel vibe. I mean. Did you catch that too? uh, Well, the thing is like, she was actually perhaps, dare I say, more attractive than Rachel. I mean, (laughs) only because his mom, Silver Fox, but like, she looked like Rachel, but like, with some fucking edge. I am yes, not yes. a, I am not as deep of a franchise player as you, but this might've been the first mother to have a nose ring. Name one. Other. I think that would be a safe bet. Yeah. Yeah. I put more money on that than on Aven Who's making it? it to the final two. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I, absolutely. Right. A million percent. And so it's like the big takeaway for me was like, ultimately Avon's probably in love with his mom. He's probably going to be okay. And it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. For them to not acknowledge the obvious wreck that was that, which is lair. It's like, for, it's like, that's where it's like Lorelai sort of loses a little credibility there for me because it's like, don't right. let the cameras and don't let the pressure of these lovebirds like sway what you're saying if the table collapses it's oh it's it's actually a sign that is so big that it's almost like overcompensating for the fact that they're gonna pretend like there's an I love you even in the mix coming up yeah and it's like Lorelai this is your moment like prove you're like the real deal you could take this and run with it and get people to come to the the um crow's nest I just feel like she's not a good she's just not a I, I the fact that the table needed to collapse in order for there to be any sort of semblance of the reality of this reality TV show kind of tells us everything we need to know. You can't call your name Lorelai and be the Gilmore girl of the witch community. It is not going to happen. You actually didn't do your job, which was to say the hard thing. At the end of the day, which Lorelai Gilmore would always do. Always. Which, wait, you know what's crazy? I was watching Gilmore Girls right before. I swear to God, because I mean, I watch it every fall. Let's be honest. Start, start. <laughs> the, I mean, 
guilty, you know, locked that me is up. the Scorpio moon, the Scorpio rising in you. That's like, I got to just go back. I just, I want to remember. Back. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I got to live in stars hollow. And yeah. now I'm like back in the burbs in a cute little town. And I'm like, this is giving me the Gilmore vibe. So I, I tuned back in today, literally next thing I know, I turn around, there's a Lorelei on my, on my screen. It's okay, gorgeous. Well, okay. To the, to the greater point that we're making though, there are no coincidences Perhaps the instinct you're feeling to move back into the scripted show medium as the primary source of entertainment. You know that I'm down to podcast about literally any topic, whether I know about it or not. I don't give a fuck about The Bachelor. I'm doing this shit for SEO and just to talk and hang. I, I, we can watch anything and talk about it. Perhaps, you know, uh, I mean, it's hard to say because there's a part of me that's like, yeah, but we got to do Paradise. You know, so I don't know. No, we, we have to do Paradise. Perhaps that's after it. this like rotation, we switch to maybe something a little bit more intense and more serious. But I think that like that's an interesting thing to roll around in your mind, you know, until next year when you declared your new commitments, because how funny that not only did Lorelai's table fall, indicating that all things were going to go to shit, but also you started watching Lorelai and then the witch is named Lorelai. And your big question is, should I get over reality TV? It's like, Casey, yeah, admit it. It doesn't even matter about reality TV. It's about you love scripted. I mean, in general, I don't, but some scripted I do. Well, now watch out, watch out. You think in general you don't, but remember your Saturn return has not quite finished. (sighs) Your rising is getting a full on draining drainage makeover, right? Like Scorpio risings are actually going through a deep transformation of how they identify what their primary first layer of personality is. And I feel like there's this Mars in Gemini that is really going to be tugging at the duality of what your heart has traditionally thought that it connected to and wanted versus what actually is next for you. And there could be some conflict in that. You know, here's what I want to say. There's a you have Amazon Prime. Yeah. There's Mrs. a Maisel. No, fuck Maisel. I'm better. No Snowbees comedy career. Is that fucking easy that they can just like, I know oh, it's, I gotta- by, it's by the Gilmore girls gal. Yeah. Now fuck them. Well, okay. I gotta say they, they did a better job on Gilmore girls than they did on me. I mean, I one love Maisel, but over one hit and it's over the lost guys were never the fucking same again. Okay. I don't care. I know, but every time I watch Wars. Gilmore girls, man, I'm like, this is the best show. It's the best show. It's a great, wait, I mean, look, Gilmore Girls is a great show, but. But for a Gemini, for a Gemini moon. Oh, it's so snappy. It's just the whole time. I know, I know. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, it's not something you need to make a a decision about right away. No, no, no. I would, I would say, you know, again, we don't have to make any, we don't have to make any big journal about it. We don't have to make any big decisions about it, but it's like the signs are present if we are willing to read them with love. Absolutely. When I say Avon has no shot, I say that with love. It's it's never unloving to say the thing that's true. Yeah, you don't mean no shot in life. You mean no okay. shot with Rachel. That's fine. He'll no. be fine. Right. I'll tell you who who's got a shot with who. Roby and Lorelai. Wow. <sighs> I hate when people do the, like, I just did the thing where you go and the mind like, blown emoji. The mind blown, and I hate when people do that, but in this moment I had to do it because Roby and Lorelai are bringing the magic. They're bringing the heat and I think it could work. 
But again, like side note, what an interesting place for you to be. I hate this thing. And yet I just did it. You are going through some major transformations about the way that you identify with what you watch, what you talk about and what what actually IRL emoji act outs you choose to do in your everyday life. Perhaps it's time to drop the judgment about the pew. It might be. Because it was effective. It was effective. So for anybody that for anyone who doesn't watch the show though, what part why why Lorelai and Roby? Well, he's a magician. Right. With a cool new blonde do. And she is a witch who hasn't really harnessed her full power, her full potential, nor has he, but in different ways. I think he's got the magic. He doesn't have the love connection. I yeah. think I think Lorelai could be okay in love. The magic's not fully that so so there it is. If we could find Lorelai's birth info somehow before the next app, let's check out their compatibility because I love a hot take. I love a hot prediction. I don't think we can let's fucking her. see. Let's fucking see. You know who the fuck okay, knows. Okay. Now, all right. So anyway, so let's let's move on to the we'll next all because okay. yeah, we could obviously. But that was a, day, but... but that's the thing, right? These 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 air transits they just get you talking. Okay, so yeah, the they tables do. the tables obviously a bad sign. Then after uh, Rachel meets. Um, her his hotter mom he comes out and says look I need to be honest even though I literally don't really know you other than that time I made out on the football field I am in fact falling in love with you and her reaction killed me she was like oh my god oh my god I needed to hear this because I wanted to hear this it was literally like somebody going like it, it, he's he's falling in love with me and it makes me so happy because I've been wanting him to say that for my ego even though he has literally no shot and it's like literally that's it you bitch like yeah how did you not feel guilty with maybe it's just like, like she actually Rachel. made out with even more than she ever made out with tyler but like why do you feel okay just taking that i love you and then literally being like yeah but like tino wins yeah and it's like do you still need the validation that much like you were literally chosen to be the lead on a tv show like obviously you're good looking and relatable enough she seems to actually have no concept of what does and does not make her happy on the show at all. Like, it seems like even if she's feeling good, she's just waiting for the next shoe to drop for her to cry on the app. So it's like, in fact, I think this was the first episode where she didn't cry. Well, yeah, but remember last time we talked too about how she didn't cry with Tino's parents, even though they were like actually mean to her and nobody else was ever really that mean to her. Well, so but like, that's like- because no, 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 no. Somebody was that mean to her. Paparakia, kiss the ring. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And we'll, we'll probably see him in the last episode. Also, I look forward to him, and I can't wait to see him and Tino's dad go nose to nose. And who's a crazier dad? Yes, just like with the little like I just picture two bulls, just yeah. like you know, scratching their foot into the yeah. grass and just getting ready and huffing hell and puffing. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah, like very like Taurus North Node. You know, let's fucking fuck it up. Let's fucking tell a new story, dads. Yeah, I love that. Now. The other thing I want to say before we move on past uh, Avon's date into the men tell almost nothing is that I have a hot new theory, which is that every time there is a shot where the words that you hear coming out of our characters' mouths does not match the audio. So like anytime there's like a cutaway or they're showing like a landscape and you hear a sentence. So in this case, there was a cutaway wrapping up the segment and it said this could be Rachel said this could be my happy ending I yes want to say I don't even think that's from this episode I think yes. that's from a, a date from Tino three weeks ago or whatever 
where they put it in there to add a little bit of dramatic tension to these next few episodes because there's no way that she left that date going this could be my happy ending i i just don't believe that she said that about even after the date yeah i totally agree and the reason why is because i've been listening to that laguna beach podcast oh my god yes tell us what you learned and this is also it's making me nostalgic for past reality tv because it's so good but like literally the producers would like anytime you that they're you can't see their mouth moving on screen they will like they were just putting in other words they would have them actually come in and record things afterwards and like they were teenagers so they'd just be like oh, this is the scene that it was like, would you mind just saying this or that or the next? Like, and they didn't realize they could like say no. And then some other times they would literally like lift a line from like the first episode and they put in like the seventh episode and you would never notice that because you couldn't really stream things back then. You could buy the DVD, but you probably wouldn't watch it back to back to back to back like you do now. Mm -hmm. And so they, and so literally like there's one line in the first episode that's like, is Steven gonna like totally have a temper tantrum again or something like that? And then Kristen's like, with Steven, you never know. They have it played in the first episode, but it wasn't there. And then they have it played in the Cabo episode. You can actually see literally same, same conversation, just lifted it. So if they were at least doing it back then, I'm sure they do it now, but they just edit it better. I want to say too, again, with all of this air energy going full speed ahead, but about to go retrograde. How interesting that my conclusion that I just came to watching this show was in fact what you learned and can confirm this week. You guys, yes. the air energy is strong right now. And with Virgo in the mix, it's that mercurial perfection air energy. We are literally rewriting and writing the wrongs. And then we are going to rewrite them again. So don't overload your plate. There's going to be a lot of rethinking to do this fall. So that was okay. So same page. So we just like, wait, I just want to say, I think we're on the same page. We don't agree that Rachel actually thinks that Avon is her happy. Yeah. I still find it crazy that he like made it farther than Tyler, but I don't even think we've heard him utter words until this episode. I think she knew that Tyler was so into her that it was mean to string him along. And she's like, I can string Avon along and like, he'll be all right. Well, He's right. I think Avon. Well, Avon is like also just like a more traditionally hot guy. Like, right. The thing about Tyler that was like so heartbreaking is that like as cute as he was, it's the level of excitement was as if this was like he was about to get his like first kiss. Like he was literally like 13 year old boy excited about this. And it's like, I I don't know. I just feel like Tyler, like I'm, do we see Tyler's going on paradise? I think they show Tyler on paradise. I can't remember. I can't remember. I don't know. If he is there, then truly he did not have a major impact on the commercial. So we don't know. Tyler, we wish you the best. We think maybe like just, you know, hang out at like a college dive bars and you're going to find someone on your level. I mean, he's in Wildwood every summer. That's like where everyone goes to do their senior week in Philly. So as long as she's as long as she's over 18, we think you're going to be a good match because honestly, he does sort of have the boyish charm of a tween. So, you know, age is the number, make sure she's legal. But otherwise I would go on the inexperienced side because it doesn't seem like you really (laughs) have a lot of knowledge about, you know, how to, how to play it cool with girls. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I wonder if he was kind of young too. I don't know. 
but that's neither here nor there. Okay. So I could look. Men- I mean, I I was drawing. I'm not. I'll 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 check before the end of the app. We'll see if it's interesting. Okay. Um. Yeah. So men tell all. They do this whole thing with the Virgin Cruises shake for shake for champagne. I, I'm for that. I got to say, what's interesting is that the brand partnership here is really apt considering how much these producers love a virgin <laughs> and <laughs> and getting the virgins way too fucking drunk to the point where even jesse yes. was like i gotta confess something to you guys i was binge drinking the entire time we were on the cruise it's like jesse can you say how much are they paying you how much none oh, of them are that yeah none of the none of the contestants are really being paid at all but they're gonna get followers but like Jesse, you got a multi-million dollar contract to say like four words an episode. You have word. He said, he's like, I got to be honest. You got to shake it. You got to bake it. You got to make it or whatever. He's like, I use this the whole time we were on the cruise. And it's like, what, Jesse, shut the fuck up. You're still at work. You're still shut the, tell them at least when the commercials are on, tell, don't fucking broadcast that we're paying you this much money to do this little. And you are still drinking at, on the job what the fuck's wrong with like, you? you're the voice or, of reason my dude yeah or let us get a piece of that action show us right. your, show up drunk film drunk if you're gonna be drunk yo let's, let's yo. see it don't talk about it be about it i think that he is that he said that no that is the realist right and actually i think somebody even said it on the on the stage tonight one of the men that was telling all said hey you gotta be about it if you're gonna be about it or whatever but it's like it's like right actually i take back what i said it's okay to drink on the job everyone's drinking on this job in particular but like yeah why don't we that whole bloopers reel i I, if i never see someone sniffing someone else's armpit again i will die a happy woman that whole bloopers reel should have been jesse slurring his motherfucking words and like slipping come on yeah because otherwise he's kind of growing on me a little bit because he is just a generally happier person than chris harrison who is starting to get to the looming big brother angry kind of persona bit of a curmudgeon but trying to hide it but trying to hide it because he knew the paycheck was coming in. Whereas Jesse has that like daddy energy, but he also is a little bit more chipper and cheery and still trying to prove himself on the job. Now, if he could get on there really drunk and show us a thing or two, I think that would be good. I also wanted to say, I think when they do lean into the chaos on the show appropriately, like with the meatball thing at the end where meatballs pouring sauce all over himself, you know, yes, yes. And they, yeah. And like, and then he, like, it was a whole thing with Billy Eichner and he tackled Billy Eichner, ruined his outfit and all in good fun, not in an aggressive tackle, but um, I like that. I like that. I think they need to, they need to lean in to the chaos a little bit more. And whoever cast Meatball in the first place actually was a bit of a genius. And the, the last thing I want to say about Meatball, we got to set him up with our girl Marinara. <gasps> oh, Oh my god! Oh my god! Did, did you just choke on? No, damn I was eating a crisp. I was eating a Parmesan whisk crisp. But wait, <laughs> that is so genius! I can't believe I didn't put that together. Oh my Match god! Match of the century what is more obvious than meatball being made from marinara. Both from New Jersey, right? I don't know if meatball was from New Jersey. Most about that rumor just because it's kind of fun, but yeah, 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 no doubt, no doubt. But Marinara was, yeah, she was. She's out there looking for her meatball. So I mean, that is 
that's some genius shit right there. How if the producers don't have both of them on Paradise, on Paradise. To, to make this obvious at very least wordplay joke, then they are asleep at the wheel and we are shoo-ins for when the other Chris Harrisons of the staff staff get fired. We're coming in. We're coming in hot. And we're, we're happy to drink hot. on the job if it's part of it. Whatever it takes at this point. I got to give the people a show. Whoever the sponsor is, we will indulge. We'll go on cruises. We will drink. Ah. I will definitely. Yeah, I'll do those things. Um, so, so what else, what else hits you about the men tell all? Okay. So, well, I really only have three major points mm-hmm. that I would like to cover in the third portion of this conglomerate amalgam bachelorettes follow-up cover all before the big finales super cut yeah super it was a super cut right this is the super cut of the bachelorettes season that we've missed so far due to wedding etc and texas and shit okay thing number one obviously we need to address front runner somehow that front runner somehow then and now nate now they missed the opportunity of the year when the show opens, the mental all opens with Jesse immediately saying to Nate, how did it feel walking up with the prospect of two bachelorettes? Now, as we discussed last segment, Nate has been busted. It has been confirmed. It is no longer alleged. In fact, he apologizes this episode for leading two women on while he was simultaneously saying, I love you and celebrating Valentine's Day with them. How was this not the segue into that conversation first and foremost? How did it feel walking up to the the prospect of two bachelorettes? It seems like this is your MO. Right. Seems like that's something you've done before. Have that conversation right then and there. This is what I think. This is what I think. They are so into like pigeonholing people into these certain personas that they were not gonna like it's too much for us to hold in our brains that Nate is a sweet angel who loves his daughter by all accounts and purposes it does seem that way and it seems like the other guys in the house love him that can be true while at the same time he maybe dicked around a couple girls once or twice all this can be true but it's too much for them to present in a Mm. nice cute little package so Mm. But what's mm-hmm. it, that's what's interesting to me because they had like that guy Jacob who said, okay, it wasn't the nicest thing to Gabby, but like I don't think he's a terrible person or something. But like they're they keep bringing it up, keep bringing it up because they're happy for Jacob to be like the asshole in the situation, right? Well, and and they keep bringing it up because he, I felt that he played maybe the largest role of anyone we saw. He was making out with Shanae in the preview for Bachelor in Paradise. Huh? Oh. Shrimp daddy. Like, and honestly, if he is kind of an asshole, so is she. Perhaps that is a match. Yeah, that could work. That could work for sure. But yeah, otherwise, he really, like, wasn't on the show either way. So who the fuck cares? And then similarly, the way that they were talking, the way that Jesse, I guess, was talking to Logan as if he had done something, like, as if he had, like, yeah, stolen a bunch of shit from Macy's and then decided to go back and return it. And they're like, wow, Logan, like, thank you so much for facing these impossibly hard questions. Impossibly hard questions. He's been repeating the same sentence the entire time, which is I I thought I liked Rachel. She gave me the rose and I liked Gabby. 
and I changed my tune. I actually don't think what he did was even remotely bad. I think he was honest when he decided I'm with the wrong one. He said it. Gabby could have sent him home. She didn't. And for the record, from the get-go, the guy came in holding two chicks. Yeah. Right. The foreshadow <laughs> of the season. What are we all fucking talking about? Who's upset about the guy with two chicks kissing the two chicks? Right. And they didn't even bring that up. That is that is low of them. They that are missing the moments that matter. Missing the moments that matter. They are absolutely. And what's crazy, too, is that like we for me, it was easy to forgive the man because we watched the lead, the bachelor or bachelorette do this every time. Oh, I thought I liked that person. I ended up with this person. It's not that complicated. We're all used to that whole line of thinking. The fact that he wasn't the one in power, but thought that way and, and was pretty honest about it and tried to act on it as soon as he could. You know, it's like, would this guy have been that upset if he ended up with Rachel? No, she's a catch too. Like, don't act like she's some gremlin hiding in your trash can that it's like, you acted like you liked her when really right. like it's like no he had two good options he had two cute chicks and you know he flip-flopped a little bit but for the one, grace of god go i you know it's one, like Emil, i could not agree more it's like he actually is the only one that like played the game that the producers set up for him they should be celebrating yeah. him like and right. then, and then we even see him on on Paradise, and we got a fart out of him in the naughty room in the first episode. This oh, guy's giving him? us, I believe it was him. And this guy's, if it is, if it in fact was him, this guy's giving us so much. Like, let's just relax. Well, Nobody I thought he likes anybody he on with. this. Oh, like he was laying there and she farted. That's that's. So you're telling me that we had two girls farting on this men tell all. That's what I'm telling you. Wow. Okay. So. I'm no longer with Desiree. I'm not with Desiree now. She's since moved to Miami. I'm back in Palm Beach. But let me just say, I tend to agree with her. She's been screaming every time we've watched. This is this show is a war against women. And now on the men tell all, you're telling me that we got two, count them, two lady farts? Fuck these fucking people. This show yeah. is a war on women. On women. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right, actually. Shoot. Why would they show two girls farting and none of the guys farting? You know, I know, the like, guys you know they did. Couldn't I, I, we could do fucking, I want a whole fucking B-roll bloopers with Jesse binge drinking and the guys sitting around farting it up. Come yeah, on. Like, you know that happened. Equality now. You're telling me they weren't crop dusting all over that cruise ship? Get out of here. Re- that's, it's actually absurd. It's absurd. To Kick rocks. Me. Kick rocks, you fucking liars. You're the farter carters in the franchise. That's right. Now I have one more major point, and then honestly, I have nothing else to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ever again. Ever, this is my last word. This is this is how she goes out. Famous last words of another three-part face trash podcast epic, a saga. Saga. Hayden. What are your last words? So hate it. Right. Okay. Just hate it. It was going to be it. Just the oh, word. Hayden. Hayden. Oh. Period. Bye. No. Hayden. I have a controversial opinion. Ooh. Okay. I think he is right. Okay. So if anybody who's just, who just listening, because you like us and for the astrology, blah, blah, blah. Hayden was like a guy who was on the 
periphery the whole time. He was never really going to go far. He actually has a dog at home who's sick and dying, who he talked a lot about to the point where he was weeping. You know, he's not a horrible. He brought dude. the he brought the dog's toy, which, which is I do think because well, whoever you know, called him out, who was it that called him out during the mental? I thought that act. Well, actually, no, that might have been Jacob. I think I don't but know. The, the mental all was like 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 a flurry of everybody trying to get out the one line joke that they had about the dog. There was like 10 bad jokes where it was like the dog was the one who had real trauma. And then it was like, well, oh, I just want to say he took the dog's toy. Give the toy back. Justice for the dog. Justice for Bruno. It's like they were all just waiting. Like, okay, okay, I have one. I have a good line. I have a good line. It's like, okay, guys, like, wait your turn. Everybody comment on Hayden's dog, Bruno. It's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. But here's Rambo. the real issue. Oh, Rambo. Okay, so. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't, we don't talk about Bruno. No, 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 no. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hayden got in really big trouble this season because in trying to politely break up with Gabby, he said that she was just too rough around the edges for him. Now, in a vacuum, that would obviously be a fucked up thing to say. But what he has said throughout, and he continued to say now, he actually wasn't calling her rough around the edges. He was actually just trying to have her understand. Like he didn't, he clearly didn't understand that when she was saying that it was like her deepest insecurity. I think he's just a dum dum. And I think he genuinely thought that he was just repeating back to her what she had said and he thought using her language would make it easier for her to understand what he was saying I do not think he ever in his right mind had the thought hmm shit's rough around the edges for me I think he was just like how do I explain that like you're not my type and I think he was because he said it over and over he's like I don't think she's rough around the edges she says Every time she talks about anything and, in the confession. and she does, and she does say that if I was saying to everybody, like, I guess I'm just too sloppy to blah, 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 blah. And someone said, you know, the truth is you are too sloppy. That's on me for starting right. that conversation. The other guy might've just tapped out or it wouldn't have been a match. If I'm saying over and over, this is the thing that I think that I am. And someone says, I actually agree. And I don't think that works for me. I see nothing fucking wrong with that. I agree. I agree. I think. I wish that they had asked her that and like she had refuted it. I think maybe he, if he was there in person, see, that's why you kind of got to just go to the mental all because you don't, he's not defending himself. You mean go to the actual event? Yeah. Like he didn't show up, (laughs) but like, that's like, you can't just like let your whole experience lie like that. You got to like, you got to show up and you got to defend yourself. Cause he could have said, listen, you said that I was repeating it. Now the thing that, put the nail in the coffin for him was the oh my ex-girlfriend was better than them these bitches blah 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 blah. I do think he was just throwing around the word bitches the way that like you or I would but Casey you're one of my you're one of my no you're one of my fave bitches yeah exactly and honestly this guy's obsessed with his dog maybe he's just talking about bitches like the girls that the dog hangs out with it's true but I do I do think it it comes across different when men use these words yes. like bitches I want to say that because yep. it does bother me and I think that nobody takes this shit seriously but like right. when when Lizzo does a song and it's like my bitch this is okay fine she's a woman she can do it 
But when men do the bitch thing, I'm like, why? Why do you get to do that? Where'd you get yeah. that privilege? White girl, the white girl. We don't say the N word. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, just don't do it. Be respectful. So he shouldn't have done that. Obviously, he was specifically talking about the girl he was trying to go after at that yes. point and calling her a bitch to some other guys. Right. Are also going after her. So like, you're just a dummy. But also the whole ex-girlfriend thing, now you just look insecure. If the biggest thing that you're touting your worth is that your ex-girlfriend was like, I don't remember a time in my life I was ever like, you know what? I dated a really hot guy one time. So screw this. Never. (laughs) And I wouldn't like, I would never, like if that were the case, I would at least say it when the relationship was over. Like when the, when the second relationship, when the, not the person, it's like, say it on the men tell all, if anything, don't say it, but, but, but it's still just like a stupid flex. Cause it's like that relationship didn't work out. So like counterpoint, counterpoint, Gemini, Gemini during all of these retrogrades in the ass, because we have agreed and have confirmation from Coletti and Kristen that the editing is heavily manipulated. It's also possible that that was a part of a slightly different conversation that was taken out of context. Because here's really the only thing that we know about Hayden. He loves his dog so much that he went on like snapfish.com and made like a make your own photo book of the dog to bring to the thing. This guy's up. He brought his dog toy to cuddle with. This guy's obsessed with motherfucking dog. And whatever the context of the conversation was, we will never know. It's highly possible that if anything, the only reason his ex-girlfriend came up in the conversation is because she knew Bruno. Rambo. Rambo. Potentially. And what I'd also add to that is meatball. 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 Should have said to him in the moment. Dude. Right. Don't say all this shit. Instead, he turned around and like, which is fine because the girls needed to know. But also like the the better thing to do would be to say to him in the moment. Hey, man, don't don't say that. That's weird. I'm going to tell on you. Right. I mean, I will say like he didn't come because apparently he didn't have the guts to like Logan did. But Chris, who was like, look, at the end of the day, I'm going to dump them right after fantasy suites that all those guys got on his case. Like they were like, yo, dude, how uncool. How can you even assume you're going to be on fantasies? We're all dating this girl now, even if we've never spoken to her. It's like yeah, the whole thing is fucking batshit crazy. Tino's dad yeah. is actually the only person on this show so far who has had any sort of semblance of reality is the truth. And actually she's going to pick Tino because whatever discomfort she was feeling, she'll get like, she'll get like, you know, encouraged by whatever, whatever, but then she has a dad who's an asshole and she's going to feel so much safer with Tino knowing that, that his parents were like, you idiot, because it took a lot for him to be here. He clearly is from, a a hardcore say it like it is we think you're a dumb piece of shit kid and he's like no dad i might find love yeah he is a baby back bitch because he might have been you know it's like for him to even be here is so vulnerable it is very clearly against his family's wishes and he made it to the end and they did not support him they brought he brought her home and they were like we just don't think this is even remotely normal or good 
this is a stupid fantasy you're all in. And when this show's over, you're going to find out that you don't even know who the fuck the other one is. And this will be an absolute waste of time. And Tina will have smeared our family name. And it's like, he might be right. I get the feeling that he really, honest to God, had no idea they would react like that. Well, he not only had no idea they would react like that, he also seemed to have like, I want to call it almost like a full-on blackout moment because the fact that he tried to sit down with her afterwards and be like, they adored you. It's like, (laughs) what? What? (laughs) And like, look, we have given the editors a huge amount of credit here. We have acknowledged, hey, they are turning garbage into gold. The alchemists of this show are absolutely picking and choosing what they do and they do not share and where they put what and where. But boy, oh boy, there was absolutely no way that they could have edited around anything nice said it actually seemed like the only date that i've ever seen so far on this entire franchise that maybe they actually just showed us top to bottom the whole interaction yeah like that there was hostility there that was Mm -hmm. real and real yeah 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 and you know what the reason she didn't cry then is because again she has a mean dad and i think she was actually like in fact like that works for her in terms of like get your shit together because she knows her dad is like that I also think she wouldn't actually react or respond with tears in that case because she is trained to it's like a real threat it's a real threat right like don't fucking cry what is he gonna fucking lock he's gonna lock her in the closet call her a dumbass it's like She's not going to cry there. She's actually super on guard at that point. And then it is genuinely, again, I don't think it's, I'm not using this word. I'm not trying to be too casual. I understand gaslighting is a real term and it didn't just, it didn't just start with the memes. Okay. But I'm not attached to labels, but like it's gaslighting for him to be like, no crazy. They (laughs) loved you. It's like, yo, Tino, either you're, In some kind of a flooding, like trauma response where you not only like maybe blacked out the whole evening with your parents, but also you're now like in some kind of the like survival mechanism lie that you created in order to survive a life with mean parents. But like, don't, don't, don't put it on Rachel. Rachel's like, I'm actually really upset because it seems like they not only hated me, but hated the entire franchise and hate hated now you, for going on the show. They literally did that. And then he put a Facebook post up. I talked about it last segment where he was like, this kid better not smear my motherfucking good name. It's like the dad did. He, yeah. Did I, did I read it to you what Tino's dad said last time? I'll, I'll listen no. back. Oh, I didn't. I don't think so. Oh my God. Wait a second. Then let me pull this up. It, it, I'll listen back in case I didn't. Um, okay. In case I did, but I, I okay. Wait, 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Check this out. So Tino's dad, ever since hometowns, has been unbelievably vocal on Facebook, and he's been a part of a number of hot, uh, contentious. Facebook dialogue. He's in the comment section. And here is what Tino's dad said. Wait, hang on. I got to find it. It's, it's an unbelievable. Okay, here we go. Okay, it's true. Oh, I must not have read this because I would have remembered. Okay, so this is what Tino's dad said. 
Okay. This is, this is quoted from Facebook post. Okay. It's true. Our oldest son is on the bachelorette and got the quote, first impression rose unquote, whatever that is. Never have seen the show, but watch the premiere Monday. Sam Rubin of KTLA five ripped everyone on the show to shreds, but he doesn't know a thing about Tino. Not sure how we feel about the idea of finding your soulmate on TV. And Sam's right. It's cheesy. But there's nothing wrong with a little fun, right? It's not 60 minutes. Let's hope Tino doesn't bring shame on the name. And above all, he may not be welcomed back home if he cries on the show. But we love him anyway. (laughs) He may not be welcomed back home if he cries on the show. (laughs) I like how that's like the indication of success is just that he doesn't cry. Like, don't make an ass of yourself. Don't just don't cry. As long as you don't cry, you can come back home. But if you cry, you're out. Okay. Now his dad's next post. Bachelorette update week two. Well, our son Tino is still alive and received another rose. If you barely saw him on this week's episode, it wasn't because you nodded off. A friend shared this graphic colon. Looks like a piece of luggage received more screen time than Tino. <laughs> At least he didn't do a handstand in a speedo. Now he's ripping the other contestant. Um, now he gets into the comments section on Excellent. some strangers' posts. And at one point he comments to something. So true. Will be fun to see how this plays out. Not sure there is a way out of this for Tino either way. Hope it's at least a cool adventure. Like he's he's a loser either way for doing the fucking show is sort of the vibe I get there. I feel like this guy has never watched any reality TV. I, I, no, I They're like from the old country. Like Tino's dad is, for someone who hates the franchise, I think more vocal on social media than any parent no parent has to say a damn thing what parents have we ever seen other than Blake Moyne's mom who had a podcast teed up and ready to go there's been no parent that has made this such a big conversation piece on their parent their their parent Facebook you know who you know who who pilot Pete's mom oh yeah Peter Weber's mom Peter Weber's mom was a big character it's like I get the sense that Tino's dad every time that he says something like whatever cool adventure either way he's thinking like what can I say to just make it seem like I'm not like literally secretly punching myself in the stomach in the mirror every morning right like this is the humiliation that the family did everything to avoid and yet Whatever you avoid, you should avoid. So, you know, ended up not only on the Bachelorette franchise, but the one where there are two Bachelorettes and they really only have a tiny, tiny amount of time to get to know each other. And it seems like an expedited season. This is the nightmare of Papatino. And you know what? That's why you cannot live in fear, people. That's the message. That's the message. That is the message. I'm surprised he hasn't like unleashed some spoilers at this point. They They probably had to like sign NDAs. Well, they probably signed NDAs. Oh, yeah. I guess the one other comment, the big note that I have here is I did think that the mental all was like not only was it boring but like more than most shows the audience was boring and there was like oh, maybe yeah. one but there was like one plant that maybe looked like he was wearing like a like a Howard Stern private parts yeah. wig and ha- outfit but yeah mm-hmm. right they kept cutting back to him for some reason I was thinking maybe that's Tino's dad in costume <laughs> <laughs> trying to like preserve his manliness well like he does he actually cares about this more than anything in the world he's thinking 
I need to go like see what's going on. They have humiliated my son before the big finale. I need to like see who's who, but I don't want them to know it's me. So okay. he like went to Party City and he bought a fucking he bought a Howard Stern wig and now he was in the audience going like and now he's like, I'm not going on your damn cruise. Just nodding Fuck along. You. He's there without his this wife. Is... He's like, we're on the cruise alone. Fuck you, people. Okay, this is what I the, I thought it the mullet was like a go Eric thing because of Eric's mullet. Oh. But I came to think it was Rambo. It was a Rambo play because You think the Rambo the dog was wearing a man costume in the audience? <laughs> oh, what do you mean it was Rambo? <laughs> oh, oh, like oh, the character. Guy, like the character. Oh, <laughs> oh. 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 because and then he was holding a little dog toy like rambo's dog so i think oh. he was going for a whole rambo thing but they should have explained it at some point and not just kept like because the, they kept like panning to him and he just looked, right. like generally like upset about whatever right. someone had said and like clearly that wasn't his hair i was like is that hayden oh so okay it's either tino's dad or hayden okay let us rainbow. know what you guys think do you think the guy that sort of had that like howard stern private parts look was it a tino's dad b hayden in costume c um the dog wearing a human costume or d a e, guy clayton. who was oh my god it was clayton who was like who are these girls who might who are my ladies that i fuck fucking now he was like i yeah. still got tabs on you once i've been in Side you we're in the franchise i'm in the franchise now right okay well. <laughs> <laughs> but okay wait like i guess here's this brings me to a larger question that maybe we'll find out along the way as you study reality tv maybe the point is you're gonna make it instead of make maybe because it's like you can't be that sick of reality tv if you're listening yeah. to the making of the podcast of the old reality TV. maybe your passion <laughs> is in television production and you're just gonna do it better next time right yeah. but anyway just something to think about don't take it on just yet but imagine imagine but the thought I have is like, oftentimes during the show, when they pan to the audience and there's someone like doing something silly, I'm always like, oh my God, the producer paid this guy to dress like Barney. Mm -hmm. And now he's going to, even like the last episode where there, who was that person that was like, I actually want to say, I have feelings for you. I'm a stranger. And I have feelings for you. Yeah, and then yeah. they, you're, you're and a good kisser dating. or something. Right, like right, she made out right, with the guy and then right. like said he was a good kisser. And it's like, then somebody went on Craigslist and found like the job application for like girl in audience who kisses like, and it's oh my like, God. Well, that's just embarrassing. Now it seems like this guy's paid someone to freaking kiss him. When really right. it's obviously the producers. But, okay, so this is my question. Because, in fact, it would be a very, like, the producer's, you know, shenanigan to, okay, let's say that you were right. I do think you actually caught this the deeper symbolism of this guy's Rambo outfit. Right, why look like Rambo and have a toy? if not playing the part of the dog Rambo, okay? Mm -hmm. And I also love the idea that it's actually Hayden in costume. Perhaps it is. We don't really know what he looked like. He was barely on the show. But is it more likely that the producers were like, I know, we're going to hire someone to wear a Rambo costume and have the toy? And like, and then Hayden didn't show up. Oh, because I was thinking, like, what was the point of it? Like, why did they? Because he didn't do anything. Like, usually when there's like an right. audience member like doing a silly outfit, they do like a. They end up being like, I have a guitar with me, or like, actually, there's something I want to say. Like, there's usually like something that. Otherwise, it's just women going like, yas, yas, like nodding, like oh, accepting their apologies, getting excited about the cruise or the giveaways. Or whatever. This was so weird because they were panning to this like 
clearly clownified audience member, but then they didn't like, there was no, there was no like there, there, there was, he didn't, he just kept, they kept shooting. They kept like cutting to the shot of him and he was just like nodding. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Nobody addressed it. So many questions. There was no like acknowledgement that this guy was sitting there dressed as Rambo holding a dog toy to the point where now we spent 10 minutes of this men tell all podcast trying to figure out the mystery of who the who fuck he was who he was dude? dressed as why was he there There's who layers. hired him did he do it to be funny and then right either hayden wasn't there so there was no drama with it or like was a spy for hayden right or like did he even do some kind of a big like arf arf when they were talking about it but then like it was so weird that they cut it like did he come on it. his own accord dressed as rambo did somebody hire him to yeah if anybody is an insider in this franchise or in general, part of the Virgin cruise lines, they have right. Rambo guy running around. Right. Like if you could just help to shine some light on this, whether you know the franchise, the cruise line, or just are deeply intuitive, as we know, all of our audience members are, what do you think was going on there? Why did they just keep cutting to the guy in the stern wig with like for or no reason? Is he Bruno? Oh, we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno, but- and nor does nor does the bachelor no 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 we <laughs> i mean look i kind of feel like we should end the episode on we don't talk about bruno what a dumb punchline to the whole thing <laughs> was it bruno and then it's like we don't talk about bruno and then that's just, it's just... It. what else is there to say you know it's like there's yeah, nothing kind of true say. like literally like you get a cruise, you get a cruise. That was, we saw Jesse's best Oprah impression. Right. You know? I was saw, like, Oprah's definitely got that trademarked. Good luck. Oh my God. If, if this is actually the end of Jesse too, and then we have like a Tasha comeback because like, right. Like I, yeah, I, Tasha's if Oprah's not coming back. No, no fucking way. But it's like, if, if, if they, if they sued, if Oprah sued Jesse for literally doing her big line and we had to go through the rigmarole of who's going to be the host now, either they give it to Wells or we're all going to hell's. Wow. That's so true. (laughs) (laughs) You could also end it on that. Okay. One other thing that while we're just not ending the podcast. Did you have, did we have the same commercials? Did you have the Kroger commercial with come on over baby as the song? No, we don't have Kroger up here. So I remember, yeah, I used to get the Kroger commercials with the Mm. back in the the Nash, but no Kroger up here. They were doing um, boots with the fur. That was the Kroger commercial. What are they they doing? Low, 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 low. And then all these cartoons would be like getting low because the prices were low. Oh, I thought it was because they were stuffing apples in their jeans and their backs of their jeans, apple bottom jeans, oh, the boots, yeah. the fur. I guess. The, okay, the last thing I'll say, mm-hmm. just so that I can be held accountable, because we know that I actually had a couple of instances where I didn't get my passport because low key I have an outstanding court date. So I think there's a beautiful synchronicity and I'm going to say it on the pod. The premiere of Bachelor in Paradise is September 27th. And you want to know something? That is the day that I will go to court. So that afternoon I will go to court and then I will return to watch Paradise and discuss with you all. And I want you to check in with me. Sarah, did you remember your court date? In fact, if the week before the 27th, anyone wants to just throw me a little reminder, hey, 
before you watch Paradise at four thirty, you, you have to put go it to the in mo- your calendar on your phone. Well, I did, but I, I had some sync issues. Uh, okay, they're not all synced. I did put it in my my calendar, but I just need you guys to know that on the twenty seventh of September, we are all gonna meet back here to watch Bachelor in Paradise, and before that, that afternoon. I'm going to go handle my FaceTime ticket. She'll handle it. She'll handle that ish. Don't let me, don't let me miss it. Don't let me miss it. You know what's so sick though? There's no chance I would miss the premiere of Paradise. Same day, just a little of that day, high chance that I will forget that I have to go to the Montclair Municipal Port and argue that I was just getting off of FaceTime, not getting on it while I was driving. (laughs) (laughs) Crucial, crucial differentiation there. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. I was pulling out and wrapping it up. I was not pulling it out and beginning. I'm not a total monster. But I was I was doing a good one. I wow, that old. sounded so sexual. Well, <laughs> thinking of paradise just has my has my heart a beating fire. Really turned you on. Okay, I think we gotta speaking of wrapping it up, I feel like we gotta oh wrap it up. Oh my god. This is the Mars and Gemini though, where it's like fuck, we need to stop talking, we need to go to bed, but there's every sentence that comes out of our mouth is another good pun. That is Mars and Gemini, bro. This is the energy. Okay, okay. So in order to take our own advice, we're not gonna bite off more than we can chew. I'm gonna edit this and put it online right now because honestly, before I commit to another thing, I got to finish this first one. And that is the message for the next four months. You had better just Make sure that you are aware of what you have committed to and finish what you start because no matter what the relationships that we have with our partners, with our bosses, with ourselves is going to change. But we want it to change because we have completed the thing that we said that we would and we decide from an internal place we want to change gears instead of bailing on our commitments and then having other people let us know that actually you fired. <laughs> okay, love you, bye. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and your race. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. (laughs) Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.